0: Cheers. Cheers.
1: Cheers. Cheers. Happy Friday.
0: Happy Whiskey Friday everybody. Hey, ah. Uh, so welcome back. I am uh, I'm back in town. Uh and uh we we got a quick opening story. So last week I get back from Zion. Patriot Rob over here texts me. He wants to get my perspective. Go figure, right? We got Rob's perspective, but then he wants my perspective on some uh um just some things going down and so I go over to his house we talk for a little bit and I get ready to leave (sighs) give everybody a hug get ready to leave I walk out of the house and I hear a baseball sprinkler I look down and it's not a baseball sprinkler it's a goddamn rattlesnake and I almost walked into it I was probably I don't know what like seven eight feet away from it
2: Uh, Yeah, I I would think more like six. The funny thing is, when you walked out, you opened the door, and it's like you took a step out, and then a step right back in. I I did not get two feet out the door. And so you're like, well, there's a huge rattlesnake out there. And I'm like, get the fuck out of (laughs) here. And you're like, I'm not joking. (laughs) I'm not. And
0: Rob looked at my face, he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, (laughs) just... We, we opened the door like three times. This thing did not budge. He was pissed. He was ready to go curled up. um, And we, I didn't know what to do.
2: So I've lived out here a long time, this, you know, in the desert and I've seen tons of rattlesnakes, but I've never seen one completely coiled up ready to, you know, I mean, that thing was a foot off the ground, you know, tongue out. Ready to go? Yeah. I mean, I I just don't think that it had enough time for you to step one foot out to get like that. It's almost like it knew we were on the other side of the door and it was ready to go before the door even opened.
0: Well, what I think is me like just holding the door handle as I was leaving and we're kind of still talking. I'm moving it, so he was probably sliding across. Thank God I opened it when when we did because if he was any closer, he would have got me. Right? I mean, if he would have got like towards your door i don't know if he was going across the the way or what but he would have got me he was it was crazy to me because i've never seen one i've seen a a bunch in the wild i've never seen one coiled up especially that close like you see him on tv and it's amazing to me how like tense their muscle is like how tense it is because it was like a spring how like curled up and just like it was not budging at all Right. And so we, we really didn't know what to do. Everybody's looking at it. We're taking pictures of it, doing that whole thing. I open the door, I close it. I open the door thinking it's gonna be gone. He's still there, close it. Open the door, he's still there, close it. So then I'm like, Rob, go get your shotgun. So <laughs> Rob goes, goes and gets his shotgun. As he's loading, he's like, hey, I kinda don't wanna blow a hole into my wall or my sidewalk we should think of something else he goes i got a big ass pole i was like go grab it so he goes and grabs this like 10 foot pole
2: it's one of those rods that you use to put christmas lights on the side of your house yeah it like extends like four different times so it's not
0: a strong pole but it was long enough so i take the pole and i put it outside and i make sure i got my distance and i whack it down to flatten him out and sure enough he did and i played with him a little bit trying to get him in the perfect spot trying to hold him down he's biting the rod dude just like amazing what nature is right i mean just looking at animals but he's biting the rod biting the rod and finally i got him in a good spot i'm like holding him down and this rod is starting to bend a little bit and at the time rob calls his across the street neighbor who just killed a rattlesnake that he found on his back porch a few days before right and he's like hey i need i need you to come over so he goes runs puts his snake killing boots on goes and gets his <laughs> shovel his flat head and, and comes up and I see him walking. I'm like, Hey, you better hurry up. Cause this pole is like, as hard as I was holding it, my legs were starting to shake. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, kneeling down. and I couldn't hold it much longer. I'm like, you gotta get it. So sure enough, he, um, he rolls up, chops his head off.
2: So the funny thing is you think about it, like you get bit by this thing, that's it. Like you're probably gonna die. You know, I, mean, sure. I mean, realistically, like most people, die. it's a Mojave green, the most poisonous, if not the most poisonous rattlesnake. And uh, so I did not know that. It scares
0: me a little bit more. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I did not so, know that. So he just comes walking up there. I'm just ching, chops his yeah. head off like. Yeah. He wasted zero time. Didn't think about it. You can't. It. No. You can't. And you can't uh, play with it. I called him because he's kind of like. You know, he's done it a lot. You know, he's lived in that neighborhood a lot longer than I have. Yeah. And, uh, and so, and he had just killed one. And again, so I got my new AK 47 12 gauge and I'm loading <laughs> up the magazine ready to go out there and fire this thing. And I'm thinking, damn man, like I'm not trying to blow a hole in the side of my house or, you know, and, and, uh,
0: and I would have thought like where we were at, the shotgun would have had to go right by my ear. <laughs> And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, thank God we didn't do that. Yeah. Right. Cause I still wouldn't be able to hear out of that. My
2: 17 year old son was like, this is really gonna happen right now. I'm so excited. He wanted to see me do that thing. <laughs> He was like, yes. my dad's gonna blow this snake head clean
1: fucking off. Yeah.
0: It's like, you know, you see it in a movie where the just the snake explodes, nothing yeah. else around it's yeah. touched. Right. In real life, this is what happens: the whole
2: side <laughs> of, your of your house of the is gone. Right.
1: This is called <laughs> collateral damage. Next, next phone call Rob's making is do a goddamn yeah. masonry to patch the hole in the right. concrete well, and in the stucco. Exactly,
2: and that's exactly what I didn't want to do. So, yeah. I thought it was pretty good that the neighbor came over and, and chopped his head off, and and uh, it was interesting how fascinated the kids were with this snake body that was just slithering all around with no yeah. head on
1: i mean that was a good from the pictures i saw that was a good like, it was two and a half feet two or three was, foot is what snake, i'm gonna guess right?
2: so it actually stretched out much longer so yeah the uh so
0: in the picture it looked like it was six feet but that right. was just like a you don't know
2: so we uh you know you take off it's left outside i'm shaking the whole way home by the right. way my my i didn't even couldn't even hit the gas pedal so, my kids just want to stare at this body. You know, the neighbor threw the snake head in the dumpster. And. Uh, should have kept it. No, because so like, it could still bite
1: you. No, after it's dead for a while, you boil no. it. You get the. No way. That, the skull. that
2: venom is live, you know. And, for a long,
1: uh, long time. So,
2: ditch the head. So, I grab the body. I throw it on a uh, cookie sheet. And I take it in the house because I'm I'm gonna skin this sucker, you know. I'm gonna yeah. skin this thing out like a trophy, right? So, needless
1: to say, you're not using that cookie sheet again, right?
2: Oh no, I wash it, man. Shoot, yeah. you know, it's just a little bit of blood, a little bit of meat, no big deal. <laughs> but uh, so I take take it in the house, and uh, you know, I'm prepping to skin this thing out. i you never skinned a snake, but they skin super easy. And um, so my 14 year old daughter comes in, and she's like, "Oh my God, it's so gross." <laughs> I want to do it. <laughs> I was like, what? Really? After you, know, you just said that? I was like, okay. So, yeah. man, I, I split that thing all the way down its belly, all the way to the rattle, and then handed it to her. And she sat there and just peeled that sucker yeah. back and skinned that, was a that cool thing video. all cool video. Yeah, out. that was yeah. an awesome yeah. video. I was, was like, cool. wow. So, anyways, it, when we she skinned it out, I wanted to make sure. Oh, you know what was crazy? What I didn't realize is when I was, she skinned it all the way to, like, the raccoon tail part. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right about the raccoon tail part on both sides. It had like a really thick nerve that I had to cut through. Like I had to be real careful because I didn't want to mess up the skin. Yeah. So I got out like a pair of, uh, like meat scissors. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And so like to like cut that nerve, Yeah. but it must be the, the nerve. I mean, I'm not a, you know, some sort of biologist or whatever, but. I was thinking that's what makes the tail shake. I was just gonna say that. Oh, you're know, yeah. right. say yeah. that. it was maybe it was that a little tough it. to cut through. It was on both sides, you know. But so I got through, got it cut out, and then uh, it's funny. Jenna's clubs just showed up, and so she just her her new Callaway uh, Maverick clubs just showed up, and so that box that they came in, which is I don't know how, what forty inches, maybe Give or you take. know women's club length. So I put this, I peeled the skin off. And uh, that's what I pinned the skin to was that cardboard box that the golf clubs came in and it was end to end. So it looked like it was only about two and a half feet, which it probably was, you know, obviously their skin stretches because when they eat something big, oh, uh, yeah. oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I'm sure that it, there was some the stretch factor on there. top and right. But we, you know, I pinned it with like thumbtacks on this, you know, so it'd dry out and stuff and put it out it would dry out. But I'd say it was, I mean, at three and a half feet
1: damn dude. you know seven rattles too
2: seven rattles and yeah. i think it had five
1: that's all that's an old snake if so it's...
2: the f- first thing i noticed was usually these rattlesnakes they have rings black and white rings but they were like checkerboard they weren't rings it was like white on one side and black on the other and then the next ring was opposite so it was like a checkerboard. oh wow it wasn't uh wasn't full rings you know i'd never seen a rattlesnake like that before I
0: wonder what that means. Was
2: so that like a different kind of could rattlesnake? You, could you Could no, you tell I, I mean, if it
0: was like male or female cutting it open? Cuz looking know. at the insides coming out, it it looked like it was it's not just a tube. You could see where the intestines like yeah, start right. to come out and yeah. stuff like that. It's very it, it's super interesting shit. Like it, I always love that, but not in real
2: life. So there was a big black blob of shit at the end of the, like oh, towards yeah. the end of the tail and my daughter's like, "Ew, what is that?" And I was like, I would say a field mouse. (laughs) (laughs) That was dinner a couple nights
1: ago.
0: What's so nuts about that is like you have like mongoose and like roadrunners that just go after those things like they don't care. Honey badgers. Honey
2: badgers. Yeah. Yeah. King
1: snakes. I mean,
2: you you ever watch videos on YouTube? of King snakes eating rattlesnakes. It's bizarre. It's weird. And a
1: king snake's non-venomous, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's It's crazy. But that was, I mean, the 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 pictures and the videos I got, well, from you especially, Aaron, the video of you like holding it, Ugh, and then this, yeah. and then the next one was the head chopped off yeah. with all the blood. And I was like, wow, that escalated rather quickly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, no, you didn't even get the one where I was holding it in the head. Yeah, I he did. So Mike gets two pictures that I send him. I sent him the one where he's, the video that we took, where all, like, right in the beginning of the video, that's a big motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> <You> right. <know? laughs> And then he sees that, and then the head's chopped off. And Mike goes, man, that escalated quickly. (laughs) And I was like, and then I showed him, like, all right, this is how it happened. He's like, oh, man, that's scary. Because then I showed him the picture of holding the head down and all. And then him chopping the head off. So, all right, so um, we'll get into our first topic. Uh, Obviously, you know, we love to talk about golf. Um, We're going to talk about our boys' weekend coming up this weekend that we're all super pumped about. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about U.S. Open. This is pretty good. Um, so Winged Foot, it's in um, Westchester County. Courses on the planet, and I don't know why. Well, I, I do know why. They, they're, a lot of their fairways are super narrow. Like some of their their uh, widest fairways only go 24 feet wide.
1: Jesus. They wow.
0: are super narrow. Their rough is like something. That has fit in Mike's butthole before is an Arnold Palmer can.
2: <laughs> oh, that's a fatty. <laughs> the, the
0: fatty. No, that's where we're going no. with this. <laughs> <laughs> Saw it like they they showed videos like the couple days before where they put you know the big Arnold Palmer iced tea cans, put it in the rough, and you can't you can like barely see the no top. No
2: way, really. Wow.
0: So you have rough that that it's that big. You have greens that are like uh, what Mike was talking about earlier with three tiers, four tiers. Um, there's back, they have backstops on a lot of the greens, like y- you were talking about all this stuff. It's pretty rough. So here's a stat. There's been five U.S. Opens. This is the sixth this year at winged foot. So there's been five full U.S. Opens played at Wingfoot. There's been out of the history of U.S. Opens at Wingfoot, there's been two golfers ever to score under par to finish the tournament Two ever 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 so 1929 plus six, six over 1959 two over 1974 seven over 2006 five over 1984 four under was the winner and fuzzy zeller and greg norman the shark himself went to a playoff hole and fuzzy zeller ended up winning the playoff hole Four under, four under, the only two under par at U.S. Open history, ever. Wow.
1: Well, not not the U.S. Open, just at Wing or foot.
0: U.S. Open at Wingfoot. foot yeah. Yes. U.S. Open at Wing foot. We're not talking U.S. Open altogether because, like, next year, I think it's at Pinehurst Pine or something, or something yeah. like that. So, well, so, right so now, how do you
2: how do you think we would do? Cool.
0: So honestly, so my dad said my I talked to my dad one time and he goes, whatever you would like whatever you would score normally, like say you're uh, like me, 25 and a half k- handicap. Look at what the players would score and, and double your handicap on top of their score. Wow. So he's saying like in a real life situation, no drops. Like if you go OB, it's a, it's a, you have to re tee off and you keep teeing off until you get it straight. So literally he's like, you would 150, 155,
2: Wow.
0: Jesus. Yeah.
2: And, you go, and he even said, bad. he
0: goes, I go to a place like that. He goes, it's, t- it's terrible. Even Now here's the deal though. There's a lot of amateurs that will go to a place like this that can drive straight and can just like play if they go the week before when no one's out there and they're practicing and you get tour conditions, which means the rough is trimmed the the side rough is trimmed. Right. The fairways beautiful. The greens are fast. Everything's good.
1: They will they will shoot great. Well, wasn't there the first round yesterday? Wasn't oh. an amateur leading? Yet? Yeah, Davis. Um, can't
0: remember his name. He was leading after the first like nine holes. Yeah. And then he turned. He did the turn at, on day one and just shit, shit the, the bed. bed. He still ended the day at a one under, I believe. Um, which is very respectable. Yeah. And then um, I think he missed the cut today. Well, there's a lot of guys that missed the cut. Here's the deal, though. There was at least 10 professional golfers that shot an 80-plus today. Yeah. When's the last time that happened? And then Tiger missed the cut, Phil missed the cut. Jordan Spieth missed the cut. Jordan, well, Jordan,
1: S- Jordan Speeth shot an 81 today. 81 today. Today. 11 over. And it's a par a, 70. He shot a 73 so, yesterday. So here's
0: what I found out, though, is with day one, they get a late start because of the uh, ceremonies and stuff. And so remember, the U.S. Open was supposed to be three, four months ago. When you had of, more light. Because of coronavirus. Had more light. So they had to rush the players on. So they cleaned everything up today, or uh, on yesterday, so the players would do better. So that's why they had like 15 people that were under par after day one. Justin Thomas shot a 500, beautiful day. He was on top of it. Um, he, uh, <clears throat> they, they
1: try to make sure that they can get through until the day's over. Well, Not, as, of right, until night goes. as of right now, when I looked it up, there's only six players under par. Yeah, no. There's uh so they,
0: they ones- beefed them up. And and you know you know how you talk about the greens having like three tiers? They move that that hole in the fucking perfect spots. And it it's disgusting.
1: Oh, it's 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 a it's an incredible horse. Absolutely incredible. just after oh seeing God.
0: what I've seen in the last two days, it would be a bucket list to go. Shoot it with tour conditions. Oh like yeah, go go do tour conditions. Like That's either a do it, list. either
1: do it the week prior, or the week after the tour. Yeah,
0: because on some of those tours they'll allow people to go golf it. Yeah. the two weeks prior as they're getting it beefed up. So there, there's this video um, that they 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 did a whole behind the greens uh, thing on um, on this right. They did a whole behind the greens on on all of Wingfoot. And, um, here's a video right here, uh, I'll s-
1: don't know what we do because we do everything before they show up. All of our work is done in plan to stay ahead of play.
0: They make it, it sound 60 guys every morning to maintain two top 100 golf courses.
1: There is not a group that's working harder or in my estimation is more important and those guys down in the maintenance shop. There's so many more challenges over U.S. Open being from June to September.
0: See how they moved it back for five right. months? Three months, four
1: months? Three months. good months. If it's firm and mother nature just kind of takes a back seat, game off.
0: So they, they've never played in September there. It's New York, could have terrible weather.
1: Could be snowing right now. It. So I don't want to go like the whole. I'm just dumbfounded the how we said video. 60 people to maintain so, one golf course. So
0: it's crazy too because yesterday the winds were dead. And now today they said most of most the way the holes are played, you had the wind going across the green. And it was 10 to 12 miles an hour all oh. day. And it just I mean it, it's crazy. You see guys like a Tiger Woods and a Phil Mickelson where I'm like I I could drive like that. I could drive like that. They're hitting out in the in the
1: nastiness it uh well i mean let's be honest tiger shot seven over well he, he was, was he was seven over today 10 over for the week lefty was 13 over par yeah for the week or for the two days
0: so this is where i i when when you watch and rob we talked about this last time you haven't really gotten into the watching it and all this stuff but this is what i love and i'll, I'll take a cube when you're yeah, ready. I'm, Where they become professionals is I saw guys today in the, in like the bunker and they would just duff a shot in the bunker. So they'd have a second shot. Where normal golfers, they get pissed. It's in their head and they overshoot it or they'll duff it again or just they can't get out of their head. Where these guys will duff a shot. Like I watched Tiger do this today. He did it Uh, a bunker shot it hit the lip and rolled back down he put it back up there within a foot and a half like they just they're able to like get the last shot out of their head all the time and how how enormous is that because we all know golf is such a mental game so here's a couple stats all right so Patrick Reed is your leader after after two days Um, at four under right? four under Uh, he had a hole in one yesterday on the seventh hole which was awesome he did a little tip of the cap it was pretty sweet cuz then I want to say he eagled the next hole no he birdied and then eagled so he was on fire day one Justin Thomas was on fire Uh, but that's the thing is when Patrick Reed hit that hole in one guess what he did the hole prior Double Bogied.
1: double bogey. Oh,
0: double bogey. So how do you go from a du- double bogey to a hole in one. one? Perfect shot. I mean that's I mean, that's pros right yeah. there. Right. Um, I wanted to talk about some of the pairings. You had Tiger, Justin Thomas, and Colin Morikawa that were paired up uh, the first two days. Um, obviously, Tiger and Colin both missed the cut. Colin missed the cut by one
1: stroke today. You know that's only his uh, third. Yeah. Third time missing a cut. Uh, By one shot, as a pro, yeah. Justin Thomas shot
0: a 500, led the first day, plus three the next day. He's 200 total. He's tied for third. Um, Another pairing that was good: Dustin Johnson, best in the world right now. Bryson DeChambeau and Tony Finau all made the cut. DJ is sitting at three over. Bryson is at 300, and I want to talk about Bryson a little bit. And then Tony Finau is at a two over. And then here's my favorite pairing: John Rahm. Phil Mickelson and Paul Casey. Paul Casey was a six over. I think he made the cut because the cut is the six, over, six over, so he should be playing tomorrow. John Rom is at a one over, and Phil Mickelson, obviously, like we talked about, is a, a he he's thirteen over for the two days. Um, the all three are ASU Sun Devils, and all three are club members at the same place in Scottsdale, Whispering Rocks. Wow. So how how cool of a pairing would that be? Yeah, and you would think they would all be like in their norm, like regular, just playing golf. But lefty man, he you know he well, couldn't
1: get it. I was reading today. This might uh this might be lefty's last U.S. Open. Yeah,
0: I heard about that. He he crushed that uh, Champions Tour. Yeah, he went first time he ever played when you're when you're a champion. You have to hit a certain level and win a certain amount of times. And then when you turn 50, you can join the Champions Tour. It's not the Senior Tour. It's a Champions Tour. You have to be 50 and over.
1: And you have to win so many majors.
0: I, it's something like that. Um, and he went out there the first, his first Champions Tour and just destroyed everybody. Crushed them. He was awesome, man. He was, he was on it. Um, so one thing I wanted to talk about is a, a big thing that's missing out of these golf tournaments is the fans. Yeah. Right? So you hear everyone's behind Tiger every time he hits the ball. I mean it doesn't matter if it's Get a seven seven hundred yard par five. Get in the hole as soon as he drives it. But I will say it was kind of cool because I sat there on day one and I was just listening and watching, doing my work. And you could hear a lot of the times to where the caddy and the golfer were talking. And you could hear what they're talking about, and it's really cool because you would never hear that when there's fans there. No, never. And John Rom was talking to his caddy, and I just kept hearing the caddy was telling him, and John Rom's just like, "Yes, sir, yes, sir," almost like he was his boss. And the way they, the way they um, talk to their caddies is super respectable. and uh it's just it was really cool hearing them talk back and forth hey you know it's it's 150 it shows it playing like 163 you know it goes up a little bit but the wind's playing left to right so i you know go go with your seven iron those caddies and it's it's amazing because the books that they have all this stuff and supposedly their caddies are out there weeks prior, studying every little inch of that course, notes, this, that. They golf the course. The caddies do? The caddies golf. Oh wow. We'll golf the course and like just play rounds and like see how it's playing, all this stuff. And it's just, I I thought it was really cool. It was really interesting hearing how they talk to each other
1: just on the side. And that's that's funny that you mentioned that because last week, you know, the book that they always carry in their back pockets, the caddies and the golfers, Yeah, I thought it was like a scorecard. But then last week I was watching it and you see the caddy open it and he's reading and then he starts talking to the golfer and then the golfer opens his book and they're like going over notes that they have on that hole. Like, okay, if you hit it here, it's gonna break this way. If you hit it there, it's gonna break this way. Okay, there's this. Like, I didn't know that that's what was in those books. I thought it was just a scorecard.
0: So you were the one that turned me on to Rick Shields Yes. Right. So go watch, uh, Rick Shields, YouTube video, everybody out there. Watch, watch Rick Shields, YouTube video, uh, where he plays with the caddy. So he goes oh. and plays with the caddy one time and he's like, Hey, will a caddy improve my score and literally played 18 with this caddy and two times the caddy said my bad out of all 18 holes out of all of his shots. I think he, I want to say he shot one over that day. Rick Shields is a I he's mean, a pro golfer. He's a pro. Or
1: used to be a pro golfer. He's
0: Amazing golfer. Now he does a bunch of YouTube videos. All this stuff, but um, yeah. And and it was a, it was cool because it shows the caddy's book and they have overlays. So they'll have the 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 hole how it play, like how the hole sits, and then they'll have overlays with all of their yardages and then the breaks and all that. And the breaks, and then they'll they'll even have notes. If wind is left to right, do this. If wind is on your back, do this. If wind is on your front, do this. They have all those notes in those cards. It's really cool to see that because it really gives you an insight on, on what those golfers are doing day in, day out. Ultimately, it's on the golfer to hit the shot though, right? I mean, they have to, you can tell them to use whatever club you want. If they don't hit the shot, they don't
1: hit the shot. If they heal it, top it, you tell know. it, whatever. Yeah. So. Let's talk about Tiger today. I mean, Friday – so, he was 10 over par for the week. Total. Three over day one. Three over day one, seven over today. But today, he had two birdies. Yeah. In the final three holes of the course. Yeah. Before that, he had five bogeys and two double bogeys. Yeah. Today alone. Yeah. It it was a bad card. So – And he's missed – Three of the last five major cuts since winning the Masters in 2019. I know he hasn't made. Yeah, you know he, he's he hasn't been playing good. Lately. He's missed. He's missed three yeah. out of the last five cuts since he won the the Masters. It sucks. Like, you know, we had that conversation last week on whether we would take DJ or Tiger. Uh-huh. You know, at this day and age, right now, it's DJ all day. Oh yeah, but in Tiger's prime, I mean, oh, there's, yeah. there's not a there's oh, not yeah. a question not in the world. Doubt. So, Tiger Woods was the best golfer
0: ever. So Rob, get this, today was the first day in, now I don't wanna say tournament history, but it was, it's was. it been the first time in, I can't remember what the stat was, it was like 13 years in PGA, uh, in PGA history, right? The last time in 13 years that not one golfer had a bogey free round. So every golfer on the course today had a bogey. At least one.
1: Wow. But
0: before that, all the tournaments, there would be one guy, two guys, seven guys- That went bogey free. That went bogey free. Wow. And this is the first time. So to put this in perspective, right? From day one, the, the total score was 332. Right? That was the total score out of all the golfers. They shot three hundred and thirty-two over par. Wow! Day two, it was six hundred and forty. Last time I checked, and the day wasn't even over yet. They had like three golfers that had to finish up. So or three,
1: three pairings. Sorry. So the winner of last year, uh, Gary Woodland, he shot eight over today, or eight over for the week. So he missed the cut by he missed what the cut. two? Yeah. Um, so he failed to defend his title. I mean, he shot a decent round today. It was 74, but I guess there was a in his post interview or whatever um, he was saying that he was playing through a um, yeah he was injured uh, through a torn labrum yeah. in his hip yeah so look
0: at this Wingfoot played 2.62 strokes tougher in round two today
2: so you you know you talk about the resilience of these pros with their mental game yeah now what is it is it because of the wind now you said day one there was no wind second day there was some wind was it the wind or was it the mental game yeah i mean just to give you a little well, perspective right yeah well so you think about it you go out there now here's the other perspective was it the mental game because of how tough it was the day before or did the wind have an effect on the mental game or is it compounded both what would it do for you? For me, I, I go out
0: there and golf the same way every time. Horrible. Don't duff it, don't duff it, don't duff it. <laughs> I duffed All it. All
2: right, went left, breakfast ball, went right. Yeah. This one I'm gonna throw overhand down the middle. I
0: pray for what Patriot <laughs> Matt calls a member's bounce.
2: Yeah, right. Or an Aaron bounce. I actually
1: <laughs> even asked uh, Aaron today when we were playing uh, Los Lagos, I was up in the hills, you know, in the bushes. And I was like, hey, I found it. He's like, great. And I'm like, it's a horrible lie. Can I throw it? And he goes, what, your shot? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, fuck no, you can't throw it. I was like, all right, well, give me the nine, I guess. (laughs) And I actually had a good shot out of it. No, you did, yeah. It was a
0: tough (laughs) shot. That was a terrible shot. You know, the
2: thing is, it is a mental game. I mean, I know that. Yeah. And, uh, But, you know, you think about it, they played generally – so much worse the second day. And then you have conditions. Yeah, you got yeah. wind. What else well, was there? Well, they,
0: clean, they cleaned it up. They made the greens a lot smoother day one. And they- They cut know, the
2: rough, you said,
0: day one. They cut the rough. And here's another thing that I never put two and two together with. Usually that rough where they're hitting it all the time because the, the fairways are so narrow is trampled on by a bunch of fans. And so when it when they hit it towards the fans, it's like lying in flat grass. Right. So they could see their ball. Yeah. No one's out
1: there. So you don't have so that. I've, you don't have I've that looked, flat rough.
0: I was watching it and I probably, I mean, we would be still looking for some of those balls. But they have flat guys that go out there and like watch it. And I was like, gonna say, do you they, know what they're I They're like outfielders, right? They're like sitting there <laughs> and they're like, oh. And then I then I saw a shot today. It was hilarious. I was sitting there watching the TV. And these two guys are sitting there. And they both have their masks on and they're standing next to each other. And this guy hits, I mean, it was a par 5. So this guy's hitting a 240-yard shot to get onto the green. It goes over the green, almost hits these two guys, like, standing as close as you two are now. Lands right in front of their feet and they didn't budge. They just go. And they look for the flag guy and they're like, point and I'm like why are you guys standing there what are you what are you doing they, they didn't budge though they're just like oh but I, I don't know these balls just disappear and some of these shots like even when they're doing their practice swing it's like oh. like oh. pounds of grass coming up with it pulling it off there you can't even like wipe it off you know you're peeling this this uh, seaweed off your are
2: you're, you're, you're painting the picture for me and I flash back to Happy Gilmore where he's, uh, you know, he's in some grass like you're describing. And the announcer's like, oh, he's in some deep cabbage now. <laughs> and he's just hacking <laughs> at this cabbage. <laughs> he finally hits it and then picks a rock up and throws it. In throws the river. it in the, river. in the river. In the drink. Yeah. yeah.
1: But the caddy. Oh, the caddy. Yeah,
0: No, he yeah. goes and grabs one too. Does yeah. whatever yeah. Happy does. I love it. It's <laughs> oh, great. Man. I mean. But that's the great part. Like Patrick Reed, right? The the leader. You you might not know him. He's chubby guy. Dad bod. Dad bod. Dad bod. He's got a big gut. He could be sitting here with us right yeah. now and you would never know. Yeah. He's but he's he's a great golfer. Great golfer. And uh Barstool Sports has like a um I don't know, like foreplay. play got uh play. Is there uh like foreplay? play? Is there uh golf uh part of barstool. And so it's just this like group of uh, golfers. They all love to golf. Well, this guy always goes there and he, he interviews a lot of the golfers where he's interviewing Patrick Reed and Patrick Reed is a guy that will, he will not hesitate to snap a club over his knee. And he's interviewing him. He's like, Hey, so asking him about wing foot and how tough it is. He's like, is there any way we're going to get a broken club in the next four days? He's like, I hope I make it the next four days. <laughs> like, you know, he's, he's hoping he makes the cut. Right. But it's just, it's funny. Cause these guys, but well, I wanted to talk like- about, uh, Bryson DeChambeau and then we can move on to the next topic. I don't want to get too far into this Bryson DeChambeau. A lot of people hated on this guy, including myself. Actually, this guy is, um, he was a scrawny guy when he came up in the PGA and all of a sudden he just went <laughs> and now he's like the Hulk. This guy is a beast. Just, he drives the ball, carries
1: at 350. And I'm not like exaggerating, am I? I think his average on the tour last season or last whatever it is, cause I know they started a new season. Yeah. was like Well,
0: they just started a new season last week.
1: Yeah. Was like 320 or something like that was his average. The guy, he carries the ball forever. He crushes.
0: But his short game has never been been that great.
1: Nope.
0: Um, he's won a couple tournaments though. Um, and he's getting better. And he putts really weird. I, I'm not a big fan of the way he putts, but hey, he gets it done. But he shot a one under yesterday or a two under yesterday and a one under today. The guy's right there in in the um, in the running. He's one back from the lead. And the guy's he's he's keeping up. So, a lot of people that are hating on him, he's one back from the lead. This guy's doing what he needs to do. He actually wears the old uh, golfer's cap. He wears all Puma. He wears the old golfer cap. You know what I'm talking about? Like the taxi cab. cab My grandfather
2: wore those for years.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, good stuff, man. All right. Anything else on the U.S. Open?
1: So, his average drive... um, was 323. 323 yards average. Yeah. Absolutely just insane. He mashes. He mashes, but he, he hey
0: dude, he's right there. what off the lead. So um one thing, uh, this'll be a quick a quick uh, subject, but Joe Rogan had a podcast with Tim Kennedy. Uh if do you know who Tim Kennedy is? Yeah
2: UFC fighter.
0: UFC fighter but to us he's military. Right, right. So, like... Green Beret? Uh, Ranger. Yeah. But he... I, I want to say he did a lot of special ops shit. But um, he's become a very popular guy. And he's become a very, like, um, you know, in the social... Um, uh, What do I call it? Like, Instagram, Facebook world.
2: Oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of uh, stuff floating around about him. Yeah. You know, he's all America, all the all, time. All
0: America, all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. He, like he has a pretty cool job now. He does a lot of, um, you know, uh, kind of training. Oh, actually, you know what? I want to jump back. Before we get into this, Amstel Light commercial. All right. So one of the best parts about the U.S. Open was they had a couple Amstel Light commercials with Phil Mickelson. One of them was okay. One of them was really good. So I'm going to play this one, and this is really good. And Rob, you might want to turn your chair to see this bad boy.
1: I saw it. It went right in this stuff. How hard could it be to find a white ball in all this? Looking for this?
2: Phil Mickelson. Thanks.
0: Oftentimes when a guy hits a ball in the
2: rough, there's something else in his life that's astray. Tell old Lefty what's going
1: on. How do you make friends, Phil Mickelson? A lot of guys struggle with adult male friendships. I mean, not me. I'm Phil Mickelson. (laughs) But those who aren't me. Yeah, there's this guy at work that I really want to be friends with, Mike.
0: He sounds cool. I just, I'm unsure how to to ask him if he wants to hang out. Just
2: ask this Mike for his number and see if he wants to grab an Amstel Light sometime. That's always a good place to start. Alright. Thanks, Phil Mickelson. You got it, Kevin. Can I have your number? No.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> cool. Can you move cuz I'm gonna have to play from right here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Mike, he does sound I mean he does sound like a cool guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. There's this guy at work, Mike. Oh, he sounds cool. He sounds like <laughs> a cool guy. He didn't even say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just his name is Mike. He sounds cool. All right. So I totally forgot about that but we'll go back to Tim Kennedy Joe Rogan podcast. It was really good. One of the cool things was, you know, Joe Rogan moved to Austin, Texas, right, recently. And Tim Kennedy uh welcomed Joe Rogan and not only Joe, but little Jamie, his uh, you know, uh what what's it called his producer, the yeah, guy the
2: comedian, right? No, no, uh, no, no, his uh
1: the guy that does all his like all his uh, all his
0: all his computer work computer work microphone work does all that welcomed them both and you, you, the producers usually on the side doesn't really you know not a not he's not the name he's not the face joe rogan is but it's really cool tim kennedy welcomed them both with a couple cigars and then bought bottom pistols and there were pistols from his like his company that he works for one was an fn uh, 509 one was an fn 503 the 509 had like the red dot site on it for joe rogan and tim kennedy goes this is what we do in texas this gun is now yours because you could do that in california you can't do that well and
1: in arizona you can do that
0: i know but they're, they're in texas yeah now, not california yeah in california you can't give guns to people randomly nope. in you texas. cannot
2: give a gun as nope. a gift in california no nope nope
0: You have to go through the whole, you have to go
1: through the whole background check Uh and 10 day waiting period. So if we were in California and I bought a gun and you were like, Hey, I want to buy this from you. Yeah. Yes. Could I give it to you or could I sell it to you? Absolutely. But if you go out and shoot somebody or something happens or they find out, or, you know, say you're driving down the street and you get, and even if you're caught
0: with the gun, but he get, he sold you the gun, gave you the gun, whatever, because it's still registered in in
1: my name. Now it's my fault. Like, yeah. oh, you know, did he steal that gun? No, I gave it to him. Oh, okay. Well, now and you're you being could charged even tell
0: him. No, he, I bought it from him.
1: I nope. paid him. Here, here's the receipt. I bought it from him. Nope. Doesn't matter. There's a felony now on your trouble. record because you didn't go through the ten wait, ten day waiting period because you could be a felon. You yep. could be, you know, a yep. you know a prohibited possessor that's yep. not allowed to have but a in, gun.
0: Regardless, in Texas, you can give guns, but it was cool because he said he looked at them both and said. These are now your guns. This is
1: how we do it in Texas. This is
0: how we do it in Texas. And it was cool, little Jamie, his producer, never owned a gun. He shot guns,
2: but he's never owned one. So, you know what's crazy? What you guys are telling me. Now, I didn't know this information about California. And if you think about it, your serial number on the gun, right? That's what what they do. They put your name to Mm -hmm. the serial number, right? That way, if there's ever a murder or something like that, they match that serial number back to you. Mm -hmm. And I know that they're always, you know, these liberal States are always trying to find ways to, you know, make it harder for you to get a gun and stuff like that. But you know, what it reminds me of, and maybe it's because I'm in the car business, but it reminds me of the VIN number of your vehicle. Oh right? yeah. yeah. And, that's and then exactly every it year is. you got to pay registration for your vehicle, right? I'm calling it right now. Oh, Oh no. I'm calling it. No registration fees, registrate yearly registration fees for guns in California calling
0: it first one.
1: First state to do it? I guarantee it. Ooh, now that he said know, that.
2: Chicago, uh,
1: New York. Well, Chicago, know, New Chicago, York have where the, most
2: of the murders are.
1: They have the toughest gun laws. the toughest gun like, laws. Like, you can't even yeah. buy a but gun. I'm calling
2: it. I'm calling it somewhere, probably California, but maybe Chicago, maybe New York. Yeah. I'm calling it registration fees for guns. I'm Ooh. calling it. Wow.
1: I like it. I
2: like I, it.
0: I actually like that call. I do too. And I, it's and actually- now that you talk about it, it's super surprising that it's not out already.
2: Exactly, it, it really is.
0: Because uh, think
2: about it, they want to take seemed, our guns from us anyways. Yeah. yeah. What better way to take them from us than yeah. to say, "Oh, I'm sorry, you can't afford your your registration your yearly registration." Yeah. I'll go ahead and take that gun now. Yeah. 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 Woo. All right.
0: So, um, with uh, Tim Kennedy, Joe Rogan, great podcast. Uh, one of the things they talked about was that uh, they they had a
1: 9-11 discussion which was really good go ahead i got a question on that so was that i, I haven't really been following this but was that his first podcast in no Texas? no
0: he i think it's his, like a third or fourth Oh, okay, okay yeah he's had a few okay um so they had a discussion on 9-11 which was really good and um Listen to Tim Kennedy talk. If you guys have a chance, go listen to this because Tim Kennedy explains, and Tim Kennedy, I don't know, like I haven't seen anything Tim Kennedy come out and say Trump 2020, right? He's not like an avid Trump. He's just super
1: patriotic. I'm fucking American. He's a Trump supporter, but he's not vocal about it.
0: Well, no, no, I, I don't even know if he is a Trump supporter. Oh, okay. Who knows? Like he could be. I haven't seen anything from Tim Kennedy. But what what I'm talking about is, like, Joe Rogan gets in a conversation with him, like, and they start talking about 9-11, and Tim Kennedy explains why he joined the military. And 9-11 was a big reason.
1: Right. Right? I mean, that's why I joined, to yeah. be honest with you.
0: 9-11 was a reason why they, why he joined. But he got out of the military. But then he got back in the military, and he went and did two more tours. Well, Joe Rogan's like, well, why did you get back in? And he goes, um... And he asked him shit up. Joe Rogan looks at him and goes, was Donald Trump getting elected a big reason why he got back in? And he said, absolutely. And he said, why? And he goes, cause here's the deal. When Barack Obama was in, we couldn't get bullets. We couldn't get this. We couldn't get that. And he explains it. And I love it because I understand what he's talking about because when, when you train in the military, right? Um, so my unit, if, if we're gonna go shooting, we, we submit yearly training plans, like almost like a three-year plan budget, right, in a sense. But we submit yearly training plans. And so we have to project what we're gonna use that year. So say I have 50 soldiers in my unit, and I plan on qualifying on the range twice that year. It's times two, so qualifying one time uh, with 50 soldiers, say 10 of them do M9, because uh, they're officers, uh, the other 40 do M16s or M4s. I have to project, all right, to qualify you get this, you pre-qualify, you do this, you do this. So I'm gonna project out, so each soldier needs 100 bullets, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there. These aren't exact numbers. So each soldier needs a hundred bullets, uh, five, five, six. So 40 soldiers, 100 bullets, I need at least 400 rounds Well, they come in 500 round packs. So I need a 500 round pack. For M9s, I need uh, 200 rounds. Well, in Barack Obama's years, uh, so you do that times two, so you multiply by two. In Barack Obama's years, they'd say, okay, you need 1,000 rounds, we're gonna give you 500. Well, I can't,
1: how's that possible? (laughs) Well, you're
0: like, well, I can't qualify twice. Okay. Well, we'll qualify once, I guess. Okay. Well, you have training units that go out and shoot all the time. When I was in a combat unit, even as a tanker, we would go out and shoot all the time because you have to like being combat MOS, you have to go out and shoot all the time. Well, he was cutting those dramatically. So these guys would barely be able to shoot. So Tim Kennedy explains this really good to where, they, they're, they're talking about just don't take any big ones. Wives are drunk. I know. Hammered. No, um, but he explains it really well. And, and I just, I really hope that there's some people out there that don't understand the military and understand why they do what they do. And oh boy, Told
1: you, uh, Christina just Peter pants. You think I was lying when I said hammered? Uh, okay. Tammy's trying to hitchhike. I guess, I guess. But
0: not funny. When they talk it's about easier. it, Barack Obama cut a ton of funding for the military but point blank there's no getting around it right i mean look it up look at everything uh facts 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 you can try to play with whatever you want but barack obama cut funding and as soon as, as like the day after trump swore was sworn into office he added 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 and tim kennedy said himself the only reason i got back in is because of because of um donald trump but this is where he doesn't say I'm a Donald Trump supporter. He goes, I loved it when Bush was in office because it's it it's not just Donald Trump. It's,
1: it's red or Republic- blue. It's, it's red Republicans. or blue.
0: When you're a Republican, you defense spending all all day. the The bad thing is the fraud, waste, and abuse from what the defense does with all their money and all this stuff. Right? No one knows, right? So. I just thought it was a really cool conversation for people to know and like get, get the actual explanation on that side of the house, like for military support and know that it's, it's a bigger deal than people think of what it, what it, what it's about. Here's another thing that Tim Kennedy explained was when they ask for nods, nods are night vision, right? nods. They got nods with Donald Trump in office. When like Tim Kennedy's group asked, like said, Hey, to complete this mission, we need XXX. They got XXX. They didn't get X and maybe a little bit of Y. They got this, this, this. They got what they needed to complete the mission. This is why they destroyed ISIS in less than a year. The ISIS caliphate under Barack Obama had four years to build up when we stopped going after them so 2012 right after obama got nominated again we stopped bringing the fight we did we stopped bringing the fight so they had 4 years to build everything up in one less than 1 year when donald trump took office and started funding all this stuff we they took i, I want to say we cuz you know being a part of the military still they took ISIS down. And it was because he funded what they needed.
1: Right. He didn't. So when you talk about. He wasn't tying their hands. The fake
0: story that came out a couple of weeks ago about Donald Trump not supporting the military when he didn't go to that cemetery. I don't know if you guys heard that. Mm-hmm. The fucking fake news media. That's not true. He, you know, he does what he has to do. And the only military people that he's not getting support of from. Are these fucking ex generals like General Mattis? Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. I mean, Mad Dog was. We love these these guys when they go over to war with us. These guys, you would not fight be behind anyone else. No. And but I they, mean, it, seem, it, they it, it
1: seems like these generals that were either under Trump at the time or worked for Trump. Or some way, once they leave Trump, it's like a complete 180, and they're like, it, "Oh fuck Trump!"
0: No, it's not that way. Because, well, well, it, it is that way, but it's not because they left. Here's the deal: when they're when they're in the military, they're getting everything they want from Trump,
1: right? And they have to because it's when, when they get chief.
0: out and then they go become a board member of you know uh, Lockheed Martin, whatever all these all these places that make de- defense military weapons they're not getting what they want from Trump because Trump's trying to pull them away from war right and war kills their salary yeah and they hire these generals because they are all about the war yep so it's kind of shitty in that way but all right um, one thing that uh, Joe Rogan brought up and Tim Kennedy brought up was the Austin city council um, voted to defund the police.
2: (laughs) Okay, so I heard about this. Now you you brought up Joe Rogan leaves California and moves to Texas, right? Yep. So, you know, the common person, we, you know, and I'll say myself, like I love Texas, right? Or my perception of it. My perception of Texas is very similar to what it is here in Arizona. It's the wild west, the gun laws are loose, like there's like cowboys. The women, like the women are sexy right? or, loo- like, or loose. I mean, sometimes that can be a bonus, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's to me, like when I think of Texas, I think of red blood Americans, like love their country, you know, that kind of thing. But I didn't know until recently that Austin is a very liberal city, very liberal. super liberal. And so, I mean, the size of Texas, you're going to have a little bit of that, yeah. you know, sprinkled in there.
0: You got to remember and where these people people are moving from California, New York.
2: It's like what you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Mike, the, uh, don't California my Arizona, right? That t-shirt that's floating around. I'm sure there's something oh, similar there's, in Texas. Yeah. Well,
1: actually that website I was talking about, it has, I mean, it has every state, California, right. Texas, or not California, but there's, Arizona, Texas, there's Missouri mass
2: exodus out of California. And of course it's going to move, you know, west to east. But anyways, I just found out recently that Austin is super, super liberal. Mm -hmm. And then I saw a picture of a mass billboard right on the edge of town. As you enter Austin, that says enter at your own risk, police defunding, um, you know, you know, however they put the words up there basically stating that the police department's been defunded. You want to come on into Austin, enter at your own risk.
0: No, So it doesn't, that sign doesn't mean that.
2: Okay, so what's it mean?
0: Okay, so, this and this is what, you gotta go listen to the podcast, because it's great. So, Tim Kennedy explains that the Austin mayor, super left-leaning piece of shit liberal, the city council left-leaning piece of shit liberals, right? They all voted to defund the police, but big man, Governor Greg Abbott red blooded American said, fuck you, you defund the police, you won't get a dime of anything. And they said, I'm sorry. So the enter at your own risk is still open gun laws. It's open carry, concealed carry, cause it's state law. And what did Tim, Tim Kennedy said, the majority of Navy SEALs that retire or get out, move to Austin, Texas. Why? That cause they have, there's something with all the gun ranges and all this stuff. Yeah. Austin's they very... have like, um, it's weird because they've almost like, let it just go because it, you got to go listen to the podcast the way, listen to the way Tim explains it. Tim kind of just explains it as it's, they don't care.
1: Yeah, Austin's. No one
0: cares about politics. So all these military folks that live there, they don't vote. They don't care. Because they know their, their state is ran by a man. And it's never going to be... It, Texas will never go... Well, I, I won't say never, right? Don't use absolutes. It would be extremely rare for Texas to ever go purple or even blue. So with that city, all eh, right, it's a city, but Austin just has amazing things. It's an amazing city. It's a beautiful city. I've never been there, but this is what I've I've heard over and over and over again. There's a ton of Navy Seals that live there. There's a ton of Special Ops that live there. Right. I mean, there, there's a lot just, of
1: prior military. A lot of, a lot
0: of prior military just prior moved there. Prior special forces. Because it, it's just a beautiful town and you know when they get stationed uh what what's the station there's a station near there
1: they always like end up partying in austin well you know austin's uh logo for the city of austin yeah is keep austin weird yeah yeah And that's that, what that's what austin has yeah
0: austin our barber yeah he yeah. has that in his thing yeah
1: it's like it's a big sign it says keep austin weird because austin's like it's 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 a weird I don't want to say like hippie, but it's, it, it's just got that like weird, like that weird vibe. Like there's a, there's a, there's a river or like a moat almost that goes through Austin, like in the downtown district, there's like this water channel that Sounds goes like through a it.
2: a artists in Austin.
1: Probably, but it's just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. So Gosh. you were, you were talking about Newsom. There's a, there's a, uh, a meme going around on Facebook and Instagram. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's this one with it's U-Haul and it says U-Haul salesperson of the month. Oh, and it's yeah. got a picture of Gavin Newsom on it because everybody's leaving the state of California to go to other places because So speaking of Gavin Newsom, he's he been he
2: signed that bill. Bed.
0: He signed that bill into law that mm-hmm. we talked about 2 weeks ago.
1: Oh,
2: I heard about
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. He signed it. Yeah. Fucking pedophile piece of shit. Yep. Anymore, more. Um, so, um, last thing I wanted to talk about the, uh, the podcast, um, between Joe Rogan and Tim Kennedy, Tim Kennedy, just, they were talking about Biden and Trump and, um, the debates and all this stuff. Well, Tim Kennedy brought up and this is great, right? This is fucking awesome. Tim Kennedy brought up, he goes, Hey Joe, you know, Tim Kennedy's all rangered up, like ready to go. Hey Joe, what if you were the guy in the middle? And Joe Rogan's like, "What?" in a debate with these guys and he's like, "No, you know that guy in the middle." And I wanted to be like I was like screaming at the like, "I'm a moderator. You want to be the moderator." So <laughs> but basically what Tim Kenny was saying was like, "What if you were the moderator for a Biden Trump debate?" Oh my god. Cuz Joe Rogan's just like he 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 claimed Bernie supporter Right. But he hates that Bernie sold out again. He like, he knows, he knows Bernie's sold out. He, he, I don't know why he likes Bernie. It's very weird. It is. He's very gun savvy, but he is a liberal. I mean, Joe Rogan, I mean, he's a, he says he's a liberal, but he doesn't act like one. I mean, he's probably like the only liberal I would ever hang out with.
1: Yeah. You know, but um, it is weird how he's like liberal, but he's so pro second amendment and like, Everything that's- but here's the
0: deal. Liberal back in the day was Joe Rogan today.
1: No, that's true.
0: It's 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 gone completely whack job today. So he talks about if Joe Rogan was to moderate. Joe Rogan talks about like, I wouldn't want anyone in the room except for the people, and it would have to be live streamed. So there's no cutting videos. There's no right. this. There's no that. You can't do anything. I'd want just those two. The there's cam- no movie magic. The camera crews that are shooting it. And then boom, me in the middle. So just, they were just talking, right? Well, Tim Kennedy has talked to Trump before. Like, I mean, he, he's, you know, he's in that realm. Well, he tweets out and puts Donald Trump's name in with Joe Rogan's name in and says, Hey, Joe Rogan will, should be the first moderator, not Chris Wallace from Fox news. Not, not one of these guys from the mainstream media Joe Rogan should be the first moderator with you and Joe Biden. Trump immediately fires back. I'm in (laughs) like, dude, I fucking love this guy. I'm in does not hesitate. Nothing from Joe Biden or his, his lackeys, his base or whatever,
1: his bunker, his bunker in his, uh, in his basement, dude, that he won't travel more than five miles. I just want to
0: talk about how cool that would be to have a real person like Joe Rogan in, and get Donald Trump in there, right? Asking hey, questions. hold on. You got Joe Rogan's podcasts are like three or four hours long. So get them in Joe's room across the table from oh each other. God. Have them talk for the first hour. For the second hour, they're smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> and for the third hour, they fucking drop mushrooms, dude. And then debate. No, no. no. <laughs> Debating the whole time. Uh. Let's see how you are. Sober. Little stoned
1: and in real,
0: in real. How would that, how would that turn out? It'd probably kill Biden. But <laughs> Air is going to kill Biden any hmm. day now. Let's just be honest. I mean, they're already saying the Harris Biden camp uh, administration. Have you heard that?
2: I did hear this three times I now. She, I heard that she, and I, she said it. I'm a, I'm a fax person. This is hearsay. But she said it.
0: I watched it. No. Yeah. She said there's she's Harris Biden administration did not skip a beat.
1: Yeah. And that, and that's what the whole thing is, is, is Biden's just the, I'm
0: surprised she hasn't said Harris Obama administration. Right.
1: Cause
2: because,
0: you know, Mikey's getting in there. You no, know oh, Michelle. No, Mike, <laughs> she's got a dick, bro. <laughs>
1: Bigger than mine. She's got a dick. Probably, I saw her adjusting that shit, it's walking probably, out. It's probably bigger than all three of ours combined. I don't know about all Rob's. Right. So I just, I wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> I know Rob's hiding a hog in there somewhere. No. He's got that thing taped to the side of his <laughs> leg so it doesn't fall out of his shorts. Duct tape. That's why he doesn't wear silkies. All right. <laughs> they it'll fucking fall out. Thanks a lot, man. Pop somebody in the eye with Speaking that. Speaking of. Baby. We
0: are gonna get some silkies, everybody. Swag is coming with the new Whiskey Friday uh, podcast logo. I hope you guys all like it. I hope you guys love that shit. We're gonna get some swag. We're gonna get some hoodies, hats, shirts, everything, uh, silkies. So let us know what we should put that shit on.
1: Also, sick. We've got an Instagram page. We've got a Facebook page. Yep. Go on those. Like them. Subscribe.
0: Apple Podcast, Apple Podcasts. We're Spotify, on, on Apple Podcast
1: now. Spotify.
0: Yep, we're on Spotify now.
1: We're on all Huge. the mainstream stuff. Edge, It's edge. At all first, right. this was just a pipe dream. Now, it's edge. We started from the bottom. Now we're here. And we're still a
0: little bit at the bottom.
1: Well, <laughs> we're like, we're not at the bottom. We're like the
2: no, bottom, no, and no. then we're like here.
0: No, I think we went lower. Than the bottom? We're...
2: Well, I know that we've had to talk over the six-four uh, Impala that drove by. Yeah, he's he's actually a good dude. He is. No, yeah, I'm, he's not, a super I'm not. I'm not saying dude. he's not. No, I'm you did. Saying. No, you did. He had you like, said some pretty a, good he's... exhaust on that thing, and he's driving by, and we gotta talk over it as yeah. we sit on the couch so, out so, in the driveway.
0: <laughs> so I rolled by the other day, and the garage was on top of his Impala. It's always on that. It was just on top. It's always on top of it. There's no opener right? It's like a lift up and then drop down. Oh yeah. So, all right. Um, Rob, I want to get, this is where we're going to jump into Rob's perspective.
1: This okay, early. okay.
0: Um, all right. So there's been a lot of talk. Um, do you guys remember the story about the McCloskey's? Does that name ring a bell? Okay. Remember the St. Louis couple, Miami vice? Yes. With the AR. Oh, in the, in the yeah. pistol they didn't yeah, know yeah. how to, they didn't know how to hold their guns so well, I used to
2: have a salesman that worked the husband for me, did and his name was McCluskey oh Jesus he was illiterate <laughs> wow. couldn't fill out paperwork for nothing but the guy was a rock star salesman yeah so and did he he'd, you have give, somebody away, else he'd the... give away half of his deals every time because he couldn't fill out the paperwork the guy was unbelievable but uh like a lot of the old school car guys, he had some dependency issues. Yeah, but the guy, like, whenever I think McCluskey, I think best salesman I've <laughs> ever met. <laughs> All
0: right, so the McCluskeys in St. Louis—if uh, you guys don't know—were the the couple in St. Louis, were the peaceful, I'm, I do in air quotes, peaceful protesters broke down their gate to get in, in their private street. Um, were threatening them, all this stuff. They decided to defend their house. They didn't want them to go in there, so they just walked out on their driveway. Uh, uh, Mr. McCloskey held an AR. Uh, Mrs. McCloskey held a little pea shooter like
2: a three in her hand, and she was right?
0: holding it. I didn't know if she was going to drink that shit or not because she was holding like a glass of wine. She was
1: pointing it, and she had, she had the <laughs> she, finger in the trigger. Yeah, she
0: was like, eh, don't fuck with me. But anyways regardless, right? They're defending their property. Second amendment. Second amendment, 2A. Um and then they get prosecuted. They get arrested, they get their guns confiscated, they get prosecuted. Yeah, they arrested
2: oh. them? Oh yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. Now what state are they in? St.
0: Louis, Missouri.
2: What I understand that's uh, you know, what 1200 miles from here, or so yeah. I don't know what the rules are there. What,
0: I don't either. I don't I don't know. I don't, either. I don't know the gun laws are. But I, there. I'm I'm getting to that exact point. He's a, so, um, he's an attorney, right? Who? Him. They're both lawyers.
1: Oh, they both were. They're both
0: lawyers. Okay. They both have a like their house. If you go look inside, they did like a whole thing inside their house. It looks like a Scarface house.
1: Like marble,
0: marble, everything, gold. pillars, yeah. all this stuff. It, it, They've built this house for the last 20 years. It's gorgeous. Right? So anyways, um, so, this past week in Milwaukee, um, BLM shows up to this gentleman's house. They're shining lights
1: and yeah. lasers into this guy's house. Yeah. Heard right? about lasers. this. Heard about this.
2: So easily assumed to be. Uh, Could be a gun. I mean, anything? no. Yeah. No.
0: So basically, what these lasers are, I, I don't know if you heard in. Um, in the Portland riots, they were shining those lasers in the cops' eyes. Yeah. There's these lasers that they have out there that can, like, literally, the piece of paper that I yeah, have, it'll burn it. It'll burn yeah. the paper. And they literally, they uh, injured federal police officers with these lasers.
2: Yeah.
1: But, into their eyes. What Rob's going at is being in the military. I, I, I mean, I know it's, you know, no, cause he's, IR and stuff like that, but there's lasers. I get it. But there's also handguns that have a yeah. red dot laser yeah. that'll point. So, where Rob was going with that was like shining it in I the house. I could Yes. These people are thinking, hey, I they're, mean, I'm they're pointing saying, a gun if I'm in I here. I'm standing in
2: my living room and I got a red dot on my chest.
1: You're thinking you're getting sniped. I'm
2: thinking someone's aiming a but,
1: weapon. Absolutely. But here, I and I understand
0: that. Here's the deal these are green lasers, and when they go through, they're like, bright. They don't, they don't, it's not a dot, like a, like a sniper dot.
1: Okay. So it's like almost like a flashlight laser. So
0: it like hits and then it like spreads. So the further it goes, it spreads. So it's like kind of like a big, like jumbled area. Right. 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 So, um, they're doing this, right? So the guy decides to defend his home. And I need, I, need, I need Rob's full attention here. He's got it. I, I so know. that means. No, you're good. Stop being a you're, mic. No, no, no. You're good. Do you, we're hey, good. hey oh. we're, we live our real lives here, so we sometimes have to text our wives. But if it
1: was me, would have been like, ooh, Mike's on the phone again. Because you're always on the phone, bro. Looking up stuff for the podcast. Anyways, I'm listening. So
0: this guy decides to stand in his window. Well, and you already knew the story, so I want to make sure he. Heard. Yeah. Guy stands in a, all, he, he doesn't even walk outside. He stands in his window with a shotgun.
2: So there's lasers in his house. This guy decides, hey, I'm going to show the opposition here. That I'm going to protect my home and stand in the window with my own weapon in my own home. To not make point, sure that they
1: pointed at them.
2: Just like, hey, don't come in my house. Yeah, I'm armed.
1: You're good. Please stay up. Hey, do what you gotta do.
0: They're yelling, they're screaming, all this stuff. Just so happens, guess what he has hanging outside of his house?
1: A Trump flag.
0: flag. Oh, you guys, it's like you're reading minds here. But no, no it is, it is a Trump flag. (laughs) Got you guys, right? It was a a Biden flag,
1: No. Like the one in your garage? I don't have one in my garage. No? Well, Um, if you go on the Facebook page, you'll see it. Oh, yeah, shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Trump flag, they're yelling, they're screaming, holds, holds a shotgun. Guess who gets arrested?
1: The guy in the house. The homeowner.
0: The homeowner.
1: Yep, of course he does. Why wouldn't gets he? Gets
0: arrested. Is getting prosecuted. So, get this. District attorneys, uh, go listen. If you haven't seen the last seven Dan Bongino podcasts, he goes through this, shows the facts, shows that all of the money ties back, all of the money to fund the district attorney races goes back to who? It's
2: Gotta be George Soros. <laughs> I swear to God, you have a magic ball. I'm telling you, I just remember watching videos of these Antifa guys four years ago, when the election was up and Antifa was burning everything down. Yeah. Where these guys were standing out in the streets chanting, "George Soros where's our money." Yeah. Because yeah. he was paying Antifa. So to I go cause all this. I've, chaos. I've learned
0: a lot. I've learned a lot from from now till then. So I got a couple things on this. All of this money uh, for these district attorney races, and you can look up all the newsline articles, right? Ties back to George Soros. Ties back to George Soros. So we, what we talked about uh, two weeks ago was like the his net worth, and we were like really getting onto that. Oh, his net worth is this. His net worth is that. But they call him shell companies for a reason, right? So he has a ton of shell companies. So you, you say George Soros, right, wants to do all this stuff. He has a thousand different shell companies. And you, you just throw money at all of them. It's going to be hard to, like, figure out which one goes this way, which one goes this way, which one goes this way. But my thing is, is, like, George Soros' name comes up so much. Now I'm starting to think all he is is a pawn. everybody t- every uh, tucker carlson on fox news brought up george Soros' name on fox news you know when it gets to that point like you have to like realize i don't know if he's the main player anymore cuz if oh. you're if you're the main player do you allow your name to get out there as much as that has happened and does George George Soros get capped because he's let loose?
2: Okay, so think right. about this. All right. Sorry, you're asking my perspective.
0: Perspective.
2: Okay. Let's go. So, you always hear me say, "Right, I'm a strategist." Yes. So, as I look at my <laughs> my metaphor in life, is that uh, as I move pieces around and run the company that I run, I always say. I play chess. I don't play checkers. No. Nope. Okay. So most people are pretty well versed in the game of chess. You know, it's a strategy. You you use this piece, and a lot of times you use this piece to draw on this piece so you can kill with this piece. Yeah. Okay. And so on my level of things, nowhere near the grand scheme of the Illuminati or Bilderberg or any of these other things. You know, I'm just a little, you know middle-class American, you know, trying to run a company with hundred employees. But when you get into these guys level of thinking, George Soros always seems to come up, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, I mean, there's certain people that get into levels of conspiracy. So you get into levels of conspiracy and George Soros seems to be the guy. I mean, he's got the videos of Antifa calling him out. George Soros, where's our money? George Soros has been busted funding all kinds of controversial things but it's kind of like we talked about a couple weeks ago, George Soros isn't on the upper end of the wealthy, you know? I mean, his net worth was 8 billion or something like that, which I mean, don't get me wrong, that's a ton of money, but he definitely does have some influence. Now, George Soros is also 80 years old or something, or in his late seventies. So think about it, you've got a guy that's literally nearing the end of life, okay? He has been strategic in moving chess pieces around for whatever society there is, whatever the real ultimate power is. Now, there's going to be a changing of the guard. Okay, George Soros may have been the guy behind the curtain 25 years ago, but when they start doing the change of the guard, George Soros, they're going to take a lot of that old stuff that's going to come to the surface and start to kind of put that stuff, does that say he's 90 years he's old?
1: 90 years old. Oh, jeez.
2: Okay, I mean, he, August, we'll call August him Dan. August, days are numbered, right? August 12th, 10. days, days are, numbered. are numbered. So Dan Soros, okay, <laughs> he's gonna be the patsy now, right? And that's what I'm saying, yeah. Okay, so he's he's the guy, you got Antifa in him, you got all these other little companies like you're talking about where you know eventually someone's going to link this stuff back to soros the guy's 90 years old yeah who did the change of guard go to which a lot of people speculate that it's uh, homeboy over at microsoft right
1: He's oh, the one that uh, had bill
2: something. gates you know bill gates is the one that had something to do with you know funding of vaccines and this yeah. that whatever bill gates isn't that old so if no. you could take a lot of this old uh conspiracy some of this stuff and you can pin it on the 90 year old guy. And then when he dies, Oh, that was Soros that did that. You kind of like reset things. And then now you're like, you know, these liberals that have this crazy agenda, whatever the agenda is, they can wipe their hands and say, Oh yeah. Soros did a lot of terrible things.
0: So basically what you're saying is I'm right.
2: I'm just saying, I mean, that's my perspective. Yeah. My perspective is, you know, and obviously. Soros
0: is getting, I I just feel what, like whenever I whenever I see someone's name out there so much, it's it's getting pushed. It's let, getting let pushed. T-
2: okay, so how about this? So, okay.
0: like, tell me that even the left or even the, let's go deep in a conspiracy, the
2: Satanists. Okay, hold on, hold on.
0: Are they pushing his name out there because he is at the end of his
2: life? The reality is we don't really know who's pulling the strings. But I teach my guys, my team, all the time, and you guys have heard me say. And and, I, and this isn't me. This is something that I've kind of stripped from Albert Einstein, that every crisis is full of opportunity, right? Yep. Okay? So now, we're in a crisis now. We've got, you know, COVID. We've got... BLM we've got domestic terrorism we've got all these different things going on now this is a what most would say a crisis so what we want to do or what if I was in that power role I would say we're going to create a crisis and we're going to create all the opportunity that we possibly can in this crisis and so if I was you know in my strategist mind I think okay this is a world where secrets get out much easier than they used to. The internet makes the world a small place. Oh,
1: absolutely. There's
2: a lot of things that can get released just by internet. And he said, she said, let's not even go into the deep fake thing right now, but there's a lot of wild, crazy shit out there that this world has never seen. So here we go. We create a crisis so we can create a bunch of opportunity to get rid of a bunch of old controversy and stuff and then start I don't know maybe the bible calls it the new world order I don't know but what happens well, is we are in a
0: transition who who's on tape talking about new world order George Soros
2: so what i'm saying is i i, I think love where you're going George Soros is one of those guys that has been influential you know in, in the in, behind the curtain for a long time But the thing is, is it's been happening a long time. And now that there's so much information, you got these whistleblowers out there releasing information. And I think that what's going to happen is a lot of Americans that really get into this that aren't just, you know, living, living their life with blinders on, you know, guys like us, red blooded Americans that love our country, that want to see honest people honest. We want to see the truth. And as we seek the truth. We see all the fingers being pointed to Soros, but the question is, is that on purpose? Right. Is the information that we're looking for always points to Soros?
0: So there it is. There, I, so, and that's that's what I'm talking about right now. It's like, you almost hear it, like, it almost seems like now us, and we talked about this before, like me never being a conspiracy theorist, now being a conspiracy theorist. Now George Soros' name is being brought up in the mainstream media. Tucker Carlson, Fox News, brought it up. Money follows. Follow the money. Follow the money. Dan Bongino, follow the money. Goes to George Soros. Tell me he he's not just there. The thing is,
2: we only see what we're allowed to what see. What we're allowed to right. see.
1: Well, and like you said, Soros is 90 that we just looked up. I just looked. I just saw a
2: picture of him the other day, and it reminded me of Senator Palpatine, you know the the Emperor from Star Wars. Yeah.
0: It reminded me when I was trying to shave my ass crack.
2: Well, I saw the
0: same picture. I was like, "Hey, that looks like George Soros." Also, and then
1: you brought up, (laughs) "Man, you're full of shit."
2: You brought up how old's
1: old's Bill Gates. Bill Gates will be sixty-five in October. So it's like you're right. They're trying to pin all this on Soros or push it on Soros. That way, when he dies, they're like, "Oh, that was George. Oh, that was Soros. That was right. Soros."
0: Oh, it's still going
1: though. But okay, in, okay, okay. but in no, reality, it's probably like he was saying. You know, like I Rob love was it. saying, "I love it." It's yeah. shifting. Yeah. Who else is big in this? Yeah. Bill Gates. Yeah, but who's only sixty-five what, years old well, right now? Sixty-four. George
0: Soros was never a name. To anybody. No. Except for a couple years ago. Until BLM started. Bill Gates has been a name since I've been a teenager. Since the 80s. So, to me, you want someone behind the scenes. And Bill Gates, like George Soros was at 8.5. And what did we talk about two weeks ago? He was nowhere near the top five. he's not even in the top 25. But Bill Gates is top five. He's number so three. So you have – I my opinion is, like, you have someone else that we don't even hear about, we don't even know about, that is right where George Soros is and following along, and as soon as he dives off, this guy's in. Right. And we won't know about him. No. Or Hopefully my kids will be talking about this motherfucker is yeah. doing this. So, Absolutely.
1: Well, and, I, and I, that's I don't want the way get... it is. And, I mean, that's the way <clears> – <throat> that the way I feel and I think the way Rob was bringing it up is that's how it is right now. Yeah. Where George Soros it's is the it, passing of the guard. is at 8.5 yeah. billion, which don't get me wrong. That's a shit ton of money. Yeah. But he's not even in the top 25 yeah. of the richest people in the world. Not even close, but yet his name's coming up. But yet you have Bill Gates who's doing all the same stuff. Is he funneling money? Yeah. And George Soros, because he's 90 years old and damn near about ready to die, he's going to be the scapegoat I think while Bill a, Gates is funding everything? We,
0: we, last because, two weeks ago when we were super drunk, we were trying to get that point across. Right. And we couldn't do it because we no, were super drunk. We were hammed. So you have George Soros that's not top 25, you have the top five, right? And you have George Soros, That's his name's coming out here. Like, why is his name coming out? He's fun and all this stuff. But you have people not in the top five, not George Soros. You have people (laughs) above them. We don't know who's above them.
2: I'm gonna give you some more perspective here. We're regular middle class folks, right?
1: Some of us are middle class. Okay.
2: So some of us live paycheck to paycheck. Some of us got a little bit more. But the thing is, none of us are millionaires, right? Wow. Well, okay, so now think about this. These folks that are on the upper end of things, like we're discussing, these hundreds of billionaires, even George Soros with $8 billion, right? I mean, I'd be happy with a but, billion. So, but hold on. Okay, you're solidifying my point. You're saying you'd be happy with a billion, right? Because us, we work every day. Yeah. We work every day. We, we go to work, we, we do our job, it, it, and then when we come home, we try to find time for our families. Yeah. But it is, we get out of bed every day to go to work because that's what we are. We're regular working class folks, right? Yeah. But when you get into the upper echelon of people like that, they don't. No. They don't get up to work every day. So, in our eyes, we look up to these people yeah. like, oh, okay, George Soros is 8.5 million, Bill Gates is, you know,
1: hundred and fifty well, however billion. many
2: million billion. Or billion, billion billion we we look up to them but yeah. see the thing is to them money is no object they don't look at it as money no they look at other things okay yeah. so right so to us we look at it as like you know you know your regular alpha male guy right our our brains are programmed to you know we are put on this earth to do a job, right? We are to provide, you know, just regular man stuff. Provide right? for our family, just the way our brains are yeah. wired. So we want to provide for our families, and our success, what we make, and our income, kind of makes us feel that we've accomplished something because that's what men want to do: we want to accomplish right. something, right? yeah. But these people are so far out of the money realm. Oh, there's something else that makes them tick. Yeah. So, when you don't have to make all that money, when the bills are paid and people are buying you stuff and flying you all over the world, the thing is, money to them, that doesn't measure well, their success.
1: Money's no object to them.
2: To us, you know, if I go and have some huge month, you know, in sales or if, you know, if I make, you know, so many six figures in a year, I feel like, damn, all right, I made it, right? So, to us, our success is what we measure, like almost like our manhood, like, I do my job as a man so good because I did this. Right. But it's always money to us because we're, that's how we operate. Right. But those upper end guys, they don't look at it as money. Money is not what does it for them. No. What does it for them is the power that they have. So they can say, hey, I went and I did this. I, you know, was involved in this and this is how it impacted the world. Whether it be good, bad, or whatever. Right. What their drug? Our drug is money, right? We want money, 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 success, success. To them, they already have all that stuff, so that's not even that big of a deal. To them, it's I influence
1: this person
2: or this country, not this person. Right. I influence this country. I got this country to do this. I got this prime minister to do this. I got this president to do this. It's out of the money realm. So to us, when we say, "Oh, George Soros," like his name comes up everywhere. Oh, he's a multi-billionaire, whatever. George Soros is a Patsy. These guys At, are pulling there the it strings. Is. He's a These patsy. guys I've are been pulling the it. strings. Yes. And George Soros is an easy target because he's ninety years old and when yep. he dies, done. They're over it. That's all George Soros' fault. He was a crazy guy. We tried to stop him.
1: Yeah. Yep. All right. it was
2: like
1: a, it, I mean, it was like a thing. I I I mean it was this was a couple of years ago, but I looked up a thing on Bill Gates. How much money does Bill Gates make in a in a day, in an hour, in a minute. And there was a thing on, online that said, if, George, if, uh, if, if Bill Gates dropped $100 and he stopped to pick that up, he'd lost money because he made something like $122 a minute with Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah. So if he dropped a $100 bill and stopped to pick that $100 bill up, he'd lost money. in that 10 seconds it took him to bend over yeah. and pick that up. Like, and that's where Rob was going with, was money's no object to him. No, He's like, oh shit, I dropped a hundred bucks now, whatever. Oh, just made 122 bucks. Oh, just made another 122 bucks. This
0: jumps into our next topic because age, and I want you to knock this out of the park right now is- uh, uh, Because I'm the youngest? No.
2: Because you're no. almost
0: 40? No. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh. Ruth Bacon
2: Cheeseburger, bro. Ruth Bacon Cheeseburger. Hey,
0: talk talk about it, bro. Got
2: my notes. I was yeah. So, I was hoping that you were going to bring this. Yeah. Uh,
0: Dude, I just saw this, and I was like, okay, I'll bring it up. And then this guy comes over with a fucking pad full of notes. I was like, that's what I'm talking like, about. That's what the Whiskey Friday podcast is about, A full bro. page.
1: Look at that. A full yes. page of notes. I mean, I
2: can't read it, but... <laughs> Why can't you read that? It's well, it so go. impeccable. My people call it chicken scratch. I, so that is impeccable penmanship. Oh, Pen, uh, what is penmanship? Penman, penman,
1: penman, I need another, cinnamon? I need another, another, <laughs> uh, I need another cube while you're up.
0: All right, I, I'll get some cubes.
1: So let's talk about <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg.
2: Ruth Bader cheeseburger.
1: She died today.
2: Right. 87,
1: 87 years old. You know how she died? I do not. Pancreatic cancer.
2: Oh, was it no. COVID? No. No. Oh, it was no. COVID for everybody else. No, they ran out of adrenochrome. Yeah, oh, the adrenochrome they well They ran, ran out of adrenochrome. It was, it was, <laughs> She uh, couldn't take it anymore.
1: It was, it was pancreatic cancer. She's been no. fighting that for. Adrenochrome. Okay, we're talking about facts.
2: Okay. He's drunk. He is drunk. He's drunk. Hey, how's your whiskey Friday treating you? Great. Me too. It was a me rough. Too. It was a rough
1: week. Here, cheers. Well, it was a good week, cheers. but it was rough. It
0: was a good week until you shot a 118 today. Hey,
2: that 118 was uh, was strong. Made me feel okay. Like we're man. not
1: talking about golf anymore. Uh, God sorry. damn it! We're
2: talking about Ruth.
1: We're talking Baker about Cheeseburg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So Baker she died today, 87 years old, pancreatic cancer. Um, she was. Brought in and appointed to the Supreme Court by Bill Clinton in 1993. By who? Clinton.
2: Oh, shit. Yeah. You know. In 93. The murderer? No, Bill. Child molester.
1: Child molester, rapist. Okay. Bill Clinton. Uh,
0: We don't know if he raped anyone, just molested.
1: Well, I mean, Monica Lewinsky. No,
0: that was molested.
1: He got fellatio. All right, continue. Um, so, so she died today. She was on the bench for over two decades. Right. Over two decades. And, uh, in, I mean, so she's she's been through a lot of things in her two decades of, you know, the Supreme Court. And in 2009, um... She missed her first open oral arguments for the first time in her entire career on the Senate. When? In 2019. Did I say nine? Yeah, okay. but. So but 2019.
0: Why, but why? Uh, health health yeah, issues? Yeah, health oh, issues okay, because okay.
1: she got, uh, I think it was her second bout with cancer was why she, uh, she missed her first oral arguments. It was really crazy with me,
0: and I'll I'll jump in before you. Keep no, no, going, yeah. That it just seemed like the last since since COVID happened, she's been having a lot of issues lately. She's been going in, and I, I'm not saying it has anything to do with COVID. All I'm saying is like she's been she's had a lot of health issues lately. Since it happened. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you gotta, you gotta. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, she's had, she's She's had issues. And And, she's also, she has a compromised immune system and all this other stuff. Well, yeah. The adrenochrome and all that, it's a
0: joke, kind of. I don't know if like they were pumping her full of that just to keep her alive so Donald Trump couldn't elect another Supreme Court justice. And
1: that's that's another thing I'm gonna get into after this. So go, go. You You got the floor, sir. All right. So Schumer, majority leader, yep, uh, put out a tweet after Ruth died. That and hold I'm, on, and let me guess, because I haven't seen this yet. You have. Wait till the election. Close. Okay. I mean, you're uh, on, you're uh, on the right track. Okay. All right. So, I quote: just... This was from I looked up his Twitter. Okay. This is a quote: The American people should have a voice in the selection of their next Supreme Court justice. Therefore, this vacancy should not be filled until we have a new president. Yeah. <laughs> that was from Schumer. So a new so president, not your, even meaning if Trump gets reelected. Yeah, right. New no, 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 president. a new president. new president. So we're gonna wait another four years yeah. to select a Supreme Court justice? They know what they're saying exactly. oh so well. Exactly. I wanna
2: know if Trump Laughed
1: out loud well, when he I'm gonna, read that. I'm going to tell you this. LOL. LOL. So not <laughs> only said that, that. Not, only, not only that, but did you know that there's three Supreme Court justices that are over the age of seventy? I, I did. So the, wait, are are you including Ruth? Because uh, there was four. Well, yeah, there down. was four, but now okay. Now okay, as okay. of right there's now, there's three more. As far as far as what I've read. There, there's three more there's three. three. Yes. So yes. Stephen Bayer. Yep. He's eighty-two. Yep. Uh Clarice or Clarence Thomas, he's seventy two. Republican. And then Samuel You know Clarence Thomas was Democrat and now he's Republican. And then uh Samuel yeah. mm, Alto. Right? Uh I don't know. I don't know. Uh I don't know that Samuel name. Alito? Whatever he's seventy, so before that, Trump uh, Trump says it's very important for Biden to release a list, and his quote during that was, "It's very important that he does so as well." Yeah, because he had he had said that yeah. you know I have my list, and during a, a White House leak, Trump had leaked or. Somebody in the White House had leaked Trump's, you know, picks for the, you well, know, for the next Supreme Court justice. Well, here's the deal. They didn't
0: leak any, like, new list. Right. All they did was take the Kavanaugh list. Right. Take Kavanaugh's lame, name off and then And leak then leak the rest of it. The, so
1: rest the rest of it was uh, Daniel Cameron from Kentu- uh, uh, the Kentucky AG, and he also spoke at the RNC. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, Ted Cruz from Texas. Ted Cruz is now... Do you know Ted
0: Cruz is now a federal judge? Really?
1: Well, he might He did might you know be that? the next Supreme Court that. justice.
0: Ted Cruz is now... Fuck, I love Ted. Um, it, what, what's hilarious is, like, everyone thought Donald Trump and Ted Cruz would hate each other. And I'm sorry for stepping on you. No, no, you're good. I. Everyone thought Ted Cruz and Donald Trump would hate each other because Donald Trump went after Cruz. Yeah, during
1: during the election he went
0: after marco rubio a little bit more which he should have because that guy was i i still like
1: marco Shifty.
0: i still like marco but marco was a politician and i think i just my opinion trump going after marco woke him up yeah and was like okay i'm a republican all right i'll do this like i think donald trump being in presidency Woke a lot of Republicans up being like, all right, holy shit. So I don't just have to be a politician, I can say what I want now. Yeah, it woke a lot of you them see, up.
1: You see it in
2: Ted Cruz?
0: Yeah, oh god damn, you he's see it in Ted really Cruz loosened up. You I'll, don't,
2: and, and I'll be honest, Ted I... Cruz is
0: not the same Ted Cruz as no. four no. years ago. He is not Absolutely the same Ted not. Cruz.
2: And for me, like I always kind of like Ted Cruz, but now that he's like loosened up and keeps it real, I
1: really like Ted Cruz, right? Yeah, love him.
2: Yeah, I thought, damn. This guy should have been on the podium. I mean, Boom. right.
1: All right, go. So, so then you got Tom Cotton. From oh, Ar- I fucking from Arkansas.
0: love Tom Cotton, dude. From Arkansas. That guy is a fucking straight up redneck. And then he, he has a Rock. rattlesnake skin. I know he does. <laughs> it's like eight feet long. I've never seen it. He's got it around I, his hat. Oh, dude. And, I and I know it's like he eight does. feet. It's He's eight got, feet. got it on his
1: boots and everything, bro. <laughs> and then you got uh, Tom Harley or Holly? Holly? Harley? I don't know.
0: Tom Holly.
1: Holly from uh, Missouri. I don't, I, so that I don't was, I know that was either Trump's list or part of Trump's list, because okay. from what I, what I found on the internet, what I saw yeah. on, yeah, yeah. On this was, that, well, was, and, and that was, what I mean, was, that was was
0: That's like, this just happened today. So mm-hmm. you got a lot of info just in that short amount so, of time. And then
1: also, um, Trump in his, in his, In his uh, press conference in the White House after Ruth died, he said, uh, you know, he was also warning of the consequences to the higher court should the Democrats win the presidency. Yeah. So if the Dems, you know, if the Democrats win the presidency and they elect somebody that's going to be towards their... Far, far left. Actually, I do. I, I had a screenshot because I, I didn't write it down. But there was a, uh, a thing that I had. So, this was, this was directly from during the announcement, the president hit his Democratic rival, Joe Biden, for not releasing his own list of potential nominees, saying the decision was made because they are so far left that they could never withstand scrutiny. The president thought, called on the former vice president to release a list of names saying it was very important that he do so while warning of the consequences to the higher court should the Democrats win the presidency. Unfortunately, they are a growling radically left movement that reject the principle of Equal treatment under the law, he said, if this extreme movement is granted, a major uh, a majority on the Supreme Court will fundamentally transform America without a single vote of Congress and Biden. Well, this isn't a quote from him, but this is on the uh, uh, on the post. That Biden is yet to release a name of potential picks for the Supreme oh, okay. Court, so he hasn't come out.
0: So we don't know yet. Right, he may have since you've looked that up.
1: Well, that was two, two hours, hours ago, ago. Yeah, when I when I looked it up, and on my feed, uh, as Here's far as as far as uh, three hours ago, this was breaking news on Fox News, and I know some people might you know.
0: No, everyone on this podcast loves Fox. Exactly, but it says Biden says the
1: next person elected president should choose Ginsburg's replacement.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that was on there. I I saw Um,
1: that. But also,
0: but but Trump's trying to push that shit through right now.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Which he should. He's the sitting president. He should be able to pick the next Supreme Court justice. That's his job. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He should be able to. But, are you know that? That's where I'm getting at. Is minus all the politics. Exactly. Minus the yeah. politics. And that's and that's the other thing is uh, you know a lot of these people are like oh the politics. So the politics. this is where it hurts
0: that we don't have a red
1: house. House. Absolutely. One hundred percent. If we had a red house, it would go. Done, done, and done. Boom. Yep. Sign him in.
0: He gone. He she got. gone. She is gone. She gone. She is gone. I can't believe she made it. I thought I would have, two months ago, after her, like third stint in the hospital, I would have bet you a $1,000 Ruth, Ruth Bacon Cheeseburger would have made it. Through the through the, pre- the TV presidency,
2: show that she hosted back in the early '90s.
0: No, that was Judge Judy.
2: Nah, man, what did they I thought it was uh, <laughs> was uh, Tales from the Crypt. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> right, same lady, right? All right. I mean, two decades. I mean, let's get real. All right. So,
1: are we gonna are we gonna talk about COVID at all on this? I don't want to talk about COVID. Do I you? do. All right, I got, well, I got, me, a, I got a couple talking points. All right. Let me, do you, is got, it going to be got, quick? I got one talking point. All right. Well, I mean, it's, it's like this much of the, that's page. a half a page, which a means page. like four hours. No, it's like 20 minutes. Right. So I just want to get right, your guys' right. opinion.
0: Cause I, I, I really have a good serious topic that I really
1: want to make sure we get out to, to these folks. And after that I've got two topics that I want to talk about. Wait, what after COVID nineteen? I've got two other topics, but they're not long. What what other topics? Let's, let's talk. So the it. fires on the west coast. So I, no, no 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 no, fires on the west coast and no, mail-in ballots. No,
0: no, I, I want to talk about those next weekend when we're live on YouTube. Not live. I'm sorry. When we have a YouTube video. Not live.
1: But it sounds better when you say live. Yeah, I know. No,
0: we're, we're gonna do YouTube video next weekend, but, everybody. But I have... No, But I, here's why. But I have good things. No, here's why. Uh, the stories, the bo- both of those stories are still developing.
1: No. Yes, One they are. One of them's not. Yes, One of them are. just happened today.
0: No, I'm, I'm telling you right now, the fires with the arsonists and the mail-in ballots with the cheating, they're still developing. I'm telling you right now, but, but there was still so, developing. But there was
1: something that just got passed today in Michigan. Yes. So hold that up. Hold on to that. But it just got passed today in Michigan. Okay. So why would I hold on to it for another week? Okay. Okay. Go ahead and talk. About we'll, it. No, 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 we'll we'll stop. <laughs> Go ahead and talk about it.
2: You guys are like a married couple.
0: We'll talk. About it. I'm, I'm trying to like, okay. There's like four things that have developed in the last, three weeks that I've been writing notes on that I've, I'm, I'm like waiting on because like with the fires, I want to talk about the fires on the West coast and how everyone, like all the mayors and all the governors are well, saying no, it's no, climate change. I'm not, I'm not talking but like there's about There's arsonists that. out there. I'm, there's a bunch of shit about the mail-in ballots, but the story keeps changing every week. Okay. Because they're finding more and more information. So I want to like, I want to make sure we get a lot of information on those topics before we go into those.
1: Okay, so I won't talk about the mail and ballots, but the fires, it doesn't have anything to do with climate change. It has to do with the deaths. With the death that just happened today.
0: What, what are you talking about? In the
1: El Dorado fire. The fire that was started by the gender reveal. That wasn't a gender reveal. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. The Eldorado fire. What and was it? It was. Yeah. What was it? It was, it was an arsonist fire. The Eldorado fire. Okay. There's, there's facts. There's video of the Eldorado fire that was started by a gender reveal, okay. which was a boy. Okay. It killed a firefighter today. That's what I'm, that's what I wanted to talk you about. Get it.
0: Today. An arsonist started that fire that killed that firefighter. And they're blaming it on that gender reveal party. I saw it.
1: Okay. Well, did you also know that millions of acres are on fire? Yeah. In the Pacific West? The, I, that's what I'm, that's what then I'm talking about. And at least 34 people have died? Okay. okay. That's what I'm talking Anyways, about. Anyways, let's like talk about, the, let's talk, let's talk about
0: COVID-19. The entire West coast is fucking on fire. It's, it's hellfire and brimstone. Yes. And they have arrested over 40 fucking people for setting fires. And they've no seen.
2: Huh? Who paid him, George Soros?
0: Dude, no, no honestly. It's a gender I, reveal, but not according to Aaron. I'm telling you right now, the gender reveal party had nothing
1: to do with it. They have video. I saw the video. Of the El Dorado fire. I saw it. Started by our gender reveal. I saw it.
0: So it's. I saw it. The fire that was actually going on was behind that shit. A mile and a half. Why does it sound like a dog's panty? Sounds like an AC unit to me. Go ahead. It's right Go ahead with your uh, big C, little v. Okay. Cause I have. So some good. Hey, I got, a, I got an
2: honest question. Are we gonna still have listeners this deep into this podcast? As yeah, fucked up as we are. We're but only an hour and fifty minutes. To you in. Two argue We're not arguing. Much, what? Well, you're arguing.
1: <laughs> this is what they want. It's though. always the white guy that's arguing. <laughs> this yeah. is what it's they always want. Always the young buck that's arguing. Hey, guess right?
0: what? When you're on a, a driveway and we we are, this is what we talk about every weekend. Yeah. So normally you, it's if just If you not want recorded, to be in a normal conversation,
1: <laughs> this and is people it.
0: People are like sitting at home just drinking by themselves and like arguing. This is it. They're going to argue with us yeah. too. Well,
2: are they going to argue with their computer or their headphones? Headphones.
1: We don't have headphones.
2: The people that listen do. Thank you, Mike, oh, yeah. for letting us know we don't have <laughs> headphones.
0: All
1: right, let's, let's keep it. Going. go. Let's keep it going. Big C little V. So, COVID-19. So, today the CDC put out another testing parameter saying that everyone needs to get tested even asymptomatic people even if they're not or even if they are in close contact with with people that have have tested with covid19 where this is the second time that the cdc has changed or revised the course on testing policies. So when they say close contact with somebody, that's within six feet. Okay. So we're within six feet. Rob, you're within six feet. Do you have any symptoms? Aaron? Yeah. What do, what do you
0: have? I'm a little stuffy. But
1: well, that's not a symptom. Yeah it is. Is it? Yeah, being stuffy. I thought symptoms were like like no taste. Loss of smell. Oh,
0: does it have to be coronavirus? Yeah, a
1: symptom of coronavirus. Yeah, I'm I'm stuffy. That's not a symptom. Then I'm not symptomatic. No, then you're asymptomatic. Rob, do you have any symptoms of the coronavirus? No. uh, He has a pretty sweet beard, though. He does.
2: It's pretty awesome. I can't grow a beard because I I get...
0: It literally looks like it's drawn
2: on. Well, it's it's uh, painted, is what I call it. Does your wife do that before nah. you come over? Because I get,
1: I can't have a beard because I get, I get threatened to be uh, sent back to my job every time I have a beard. So close contacts within six feet of somebody for 15 minutes okay. that has that has been tested positive for the coronavirus, but on august 26th the cdc said there's no need to test asymptomatic people even if they've come in close contact with somebody who's tested positive of covid19 and then uh after that on the 26th or uh after today some of the lawmakers speculated that political opponents within the trump organization had pushed for the first change to the testing policy and of course governor como of Uh, new york wait did you say homo yeah governor homo aka como cuomo of uh new york had said that he thought that it was all about politics and not science for the change in the testing policies.
0: It's always been about the science. That's all they ever say it's about the science when they have scientists on their side. Um, It's bullshit. So it's bullshit.
1: Right, but in the beginning Dr. Fauci, the leading scientist and leading whatever he is, was like, Oh, no, 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 there's no need for masks. Masks aren't going to help you. And, and yes. now all of a sudden he's like, Oh, masks, masks is what you need. You need to wear a mask. Oh, masks is going to help. So, uh, Robert
0: Redfield, uh, this uh, super, super scientist that's on the team, actually called out the other day and you guys can look this video up. actually called out that, uh, masks are more important than the vaccine itself. And it just goes to show you like what masks like these flimsible masks, these masks that can't detect smoke particles, can't do any of that bullshit. They're more important than a vaccine. So supposedly like the way they're talking is a vaccine is a cure all. It's not.
2: So I, so I saw fuck this. that so I saw this. nonsense. And what I saw was that guy said that the masks are more effective than the vaccine, right? Yes. And so in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, one could say, that's crazy talk. A vaccine's a vaccine. How is a mask better than a vaccine? Or, one could say, I told you guys were masks were better than the vaccine because the vaccine got you all fucking sick. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like, everybody gets his vaccine. Next thing you know, there's another fucking huge outbreak, and then they say the guy says, "I told you masks were better." You know what I mean? Actually, you're right. Okay.
0: But I mean, let's
1: be. Honest. Okay, okay, okay,
2: okay, right? okay. Noise,
0: noise, noise.
2: But let's be honest. Hey, we've been talking. They put it right in front of our face, and we Let- don't even see it.
1: Yeah.
2: No. All this shit. Now. But let's. You be want honest. to talk about COVID nineteen? But did you guys see the thing I sent you from Twenty Three and Me?
0: Yeah. Mm.
2: Right here. This is from Twenty Three and Me, right? The DNA studiers right racial disparities and populations hit hardest by COVID-19 blacks and Latinos are disproportionately affected by COVID-19 according to new data from scientists at 23andMe 23andMe's data shows that African Americans who tested positive for COVID-19 were almost twice as likely as whites to be hospitalized Latinos had a slighter higher risk for hospitalization compared to whites when adjusted oh. for age, sex, income, and other underlying health conditions, blacks are still 80% more likely to be hospitalized in COVID than whites. What the fuck does income have to do with it? Well, This is a DNA website, right?
1: I mean, if you're, if you're rich, you're not going to catch it.
2: <laughs> I mean, this is a pretty... Now, understand, I, I, I saw something, and, and I'm not sure how accurate my facts are, but... Someone at the very high up end of 23andMe is married to someone very high up at Google. Yeah. And so this shit, you know, all connects. But I just looked at this and I thought to myself, I don't know, man. These are supposed to be quote unquote facts. Yeah.
0: So this is why I hate talking about big C, little v. I, I do.
2: Well, it changes it changes every single day.
0: No, but you know what? It's never changed with us. It's never changed with us. It's changed with the media. Right. It's like our our um awareness of it, our um ability to escape it, whatever you want to say, our like our shit has never changed. Yeah,
2: but think, so the think only thing it- that's ever changed is the way the media talks about it. If you take it back to day 1, we had to be on lockdown. Yeah. Because they didn't want the hospitals to be full. Yeah. That's it. That was right? their excuse. That was that was how it started out. Hey, you got to be on lockdown, you can't go out because so many people are going to We don't want to we
0: don't want to overrun the hospitals.
2: But now the hospitals are empty. Empty. But we still gotta wear masks. We still gotta do all this crazy stuff. Tell me there's not some more. All right.
0: Before we get too deep, I need you in this. Ow. I need you in this. I'm in it. All right. So, um, a while uh, back in the day, and Rob, I wanna get your outside perspective on this. Okay because this is uh we're talking military stuff so I want to hear a civilian? Yeah. Um once Mike gets off the phone. I'm he'll, listening. He'll... No, he's not. He's on the phone. <sighs>
1: For fuck's sake.
0: <clears throat> so, um John Stewart and this guy uh Tim Fields, they have uh, been running this whole like Thing going on. And uh, I don't know if you guys remember about a decade ago, Jon Stewart was on uh, Capitol Hill testifying. Do you know you know who John Stewart is, right? Yeah, from
2: the Comedy Central? Yeah.
0: The Daily Show. Big Daddy. Um he has turned into a huge, massive and he, he is a massive liberal, but he has turned into a huge, massive military supporter, which I absolutely love. And this, this topic I can get on him 110%. But, um, one thing he talked about was <clears throat> in 9, 11, there was a ton of firefighters and first responders. They dove into the buildings, right? They did a lot of stuff They they helped a lot. They, they were just there. Um, let me uh, clear my throat. okay so as of recently some of these 9-11 responders have been passing away and this is what doesn't get brought up um, because the mainstream media is too worried about Uh, pissing on Donald Trump or the other mainstream media is too busy pissing on Joe Biden. This shit gets lost. And this is, this shit is important to me because I was there and, uh, I know what they're talking about. So basically, um, Jon Stewart talks, starts talking about burn pits in, uh, Iraq, Afghanistan. Um, Um. They have a little, like, I have a few videos here. Um, One, you know, one of the guys that supported this was the uh, um, CFO for uh, Grunt Style. It was great. Well, because he's been there. Well, this shit's great. So um, this first video I have is Jon Stewart. As they're doing this like conversation they're they're right on like you guys can see they're right on the side of capitol hill and all these congress people just walk by them and they're doing their own thing and they're they're supporting themselves they are literally at the same time as this they're giving themselves awards so i want you guys to hear this shit guys hear this now with this, is this, it sounds fine, okay, all right, good, because this is, boy, what a metaphor for them uh, uh, drowning out the voices of veterans who are trying to get healthcare with some circle jerk that, who knows what they're doing over there, so just to let you know, like, that's what these guys are up against, theater, kabuki theater, versus the real stories and the real struggle that these guys are going through but they're not going to be able to drown it out cuz we're not going to let it. So so I'm glad that you guys did it. So I John Stewart is a known liberal but he doesn't care. He is all about the military veterans, right? Military veterans and I fucking love this. He is a a steward for the military. He's never let politics get in his way. So, this is just something that I I really loved. And um, his partner, Tim Field. So, they go go through this whole thing about the burn pits, right? And uh, what I want to explain to you guys is, so, for some of you guys that don't know, 9-11 happened. A bunch of first responders ran in. They ran it there's a ton of jet fuel in there because of the planes. Right? A lot of the first responders actually most of the first responders that came out and were like were able to get out of there. Is that your ride? That's my ride. Oh shit.
1: He's in trouble.
2: Nah, I'm not in trouble. We
0: just had a BMW pull up <laughs> and it is like, fuck you, get in the car. What? Oh, she said let's go let's go hey you gotta go if you gotta go you gotta go, you gotta go. all right we
2: understand i I, uh, I gotta go you think maybe we can pick up on this next week yeah yeah because i definitely uh want to know about this because i have no idea what you're talking about but we'll uh, listen
0: to the podcast and you'll okay. find
2: out i'll find out and we'll revisit next and then week. we'll
0: visit
1: next yeah. week all right, hold on. We're gonna give hugs. Oh, Whoop.
2: Knocking over that was empty. Knocking that over was empty. Empty whiskey bottles.
1: We're gonna give hugs.
2: All right. Gotta you. say bye. I love my Patriot brothers. Love you guys. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Can't wait for next week.
1: I know. Oh, It's gonna be insane next week. Thanks a lot, Jenna. Thanks Jenna. Unlock the door. Unlock it. Unlock it. It's Jesus. It's why would you say let's go and then have the doors locked? Love you, Rob. I love you guys. Love you, Patriot. All right.
0: So um, I can't remember where I was at.
1: I don't remember either.
0: All right. So uh oh yeah, so 9/11. A lot of first responders ran into the building. Jet fuel everywhere. They came out. Um, there was a big push for, to help these folks that were around the uh, jet fuel that was burning. Well, there are 9-11 responders that are dying today. I mean, they're dying every day right now. And I want you guys, you listeners, to know this. There's 9-11 responders dying every day because of them Having the balls to run into that burning building, they ran into it. Okay. But, but what 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 these guys are talking about now is in Iraq and Afghanistan, and I was I was there. I I remember a burn pit oh so well. Ooh. Is um we would not we well i guess let's say we we would get tasked to get rid of trash and we would get tasked to put
1: it in a certain spot let's not let's not say trash i never burned trash did you i don't know what you're talking about right now are you talking about the jp5 what's jp5 the jet fuel yeah, it it wasn't trash. Well, not 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 where I was. It wasn't trash. We were burning, we were burning the porta shitters. Oh well, yeah. That's trash to me. Well, okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's trash. Okay. So, we would burn our shit. I mean, literal shit. Like, uh, Patriot Mike over here is saying. And we would burn other trash and, like, anytime we would go into a home and pull stuff out and it wasn't relevant, we would burn it. Everything like this. We would burn it with jet fuel. So, we would burn all this stuff. And, um... I don't, I don't know if I was, like, that involved with it. I don't know if I was, like, that encased in the smoke. But... um here's another video you guys if you're still with us thank you
1: after almost two hours so this
0: is uh tim field the other guy that uh rolls with john stewart and uh i want to make a clear distinction there was two democrats on this bill one was senator gillibrand failed presidential candidate and another was a, uh, uh, this guy, a uh, male congressman from California. And both of these guys try to throw Joe Biden's name in there. And this is what I hate. <clears throat> they try to throw Joe Biden's name in there. And uh, this guy, Tim Field, doesn't let him. And this is what I love. He comes in here and both of the <clears throat> both senator and congressman just talked. And they just said, Oh, under a Biden administration, we do this under this and then this is what this guy says. I think I speak
1: for everybody. I think I speak for everybody when I say um, we don't care who the president is. Um, previous administrations have failed us, whether you're in the 9-11 community or in the veteran community. John and I sat on Joe Biden's Cancer Moonshot Task Force, um, but we're here today trying to get a bill passed for veterans. So... It doesn't matter who's president. It doesn't matter who's in control of the House or the Senate. Whoever gets in our way and opposes us, you guys saw what we did to Congress for 15 years. We're gonna punch him
0: in the mouth. Boom! This guy Tim gonna, Field is old punch school. In the mouth. This guy's old school, man. He talks. He lets him know. He doesn't care. He looks like an old like firefighter guy. Yeah. I don't know who he is. I, I don't know, know who he is Where who he's worked for, but. <clears throat> Him and John Stewart work together. It's great. But he, he comes out right after these two Congress people come out. Senator Gillibrand, congressman, fuckface from California. And he goes, they're, both of these guys are like, oh, Joe Biden administration, blah, blah, blah. This guy comes out. I don't give a fuck who it is. They give us money or they don't. They give us money or they don't. And we're going to punch him in the fucking mouth. We're going to punch him in the fucking mouth. All right. So last video uh, of the night, and then we're going to start talking about um, our boys trip next weekend. Cause I know you guys are all waiting for it. Um, I just wanted to bring this guy up because I hope we are wearing his shirts tonight. This guy, um, chief, um, who
1: is he? You're talking about I'll the uh, uh, the grunt style,
0: yeah? CSO Chief Strategy Officer Tim Jensen. Um, this guy's got a beard the size of an angel. Like, is it gorgeous? It's it's, a, it's gorgeous. It's, it's immaculate. It's, it's gorgeous.
1: Immaculate. It's all right. It's everything so, I
0: wish my beard could be. And he's wearing an American flag face mask as he walks up. I um, actually. You know, I I really like this guy. He stands for a lot of American shit, and he just doesn't... I wish I could be in the position where money didn't affect my political decision or not, because politically, I would just be always on the side of right, regardless if it's Trump or not. I just like the political side of right. But this guy's awesome, man. So, take a listen. To Tim Jensen, Um, he's good, man, and he gets a little somber. Uh, Hello, everybody. My name is Tim Jensen. I'm Chief Strategy Officer at Style. I couldn't
2: be more proud to be part of this project and what we were trying to accomplish here. Uh, If you remember seven years ago during sequestration 2013, uh, they shut down all the national monuments here in Washington, D.C. The power that the veteran community has is that we can activate as fast as possible because that's what we do. We know this. We know this game. Right? In 2013, we brought tens of thousands of veterans down here, and we brought, op- or we opened every one of these monuments, carried those, uh, those guardrails all the way down Pennsylvania Avenue, and threw them into the White House lawn. We circled the White House, and we let them know this was not acceptable for our community. These deaths that are happening in this community are just unacceptable. We didn't go to war to come home to, to die by something that our government did to us. I lost my best friend, my CEO, my exo, many of my, my friends and my family, I have cancer because of this and they're done.
0: So I'm going to stop it right there. This, he gets, he gets super into it, but, um, it's really cool because he, he actually like throws out there the movement he makes. Like he, he makes the movement. He doesn't just talk.
1: He moves. He doesn't talk well, and he said in 2016 they carried those barricades, carried them down to 1600 Pennsylvania so, Avenue, which was when Obama was yeah, in the White House, yeah, and threw them. I remember over the White House gates, yeah, I remember to show that. them, fuck you, you're not gonna shut down our national fucking monuments. Yeah,
0: they um. Uh, this guy, uh, Tim Jensen is a great fucking Patriot. I, I will stand by this guy every day. He is, um, he gets super emotional here because he doesn't want, uh, military folks to die because of fucking the American, uh, mistake. And, um, one big thing that, um, is not out there, is the American war. Um, I have always been, in my entire life, um, from start to finish up until about two months ago, always been for the war that I went to. In the war that I fought in. Now. I don't know. I don't know. Did I get brought into a fucking bullshit war? But guess what? It doesn't matter. Because I. I brought 90. of my friend's home. I wish I could tell you a hundred percent, but I can't. Can't. So, um, this is just a a serious thing and everyone needs to worry about this. Everyone needs to think about this. Uh, we were all exposed to burn pits. We were, I don't know about you. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was there. Slot. Saw what we were doing.
1: I've burned. Uh, I've burned many of shit pits.
0: Well, I know, and we all thought I was just normal shit. But all right, <clears throat> I want to. Um, let's get off the sad
1: subject. All right. Let's get in to the. Let's boys get into
0: boys' weekend.
1: Weekend next week, starting, right. whiskey Friday.
0: Starting whiskey Friday. So
1: next week, um, we are
0: all going to. And I say we, as in uh, Patriot Aaron, Patriot Mike, Patriot Rob, Patriot Matt. We are all going to Williams next weekend. We're going camping. We are going to go play 18 in the morning at Sedona. The best course in the motherfucking house. And the only reason I say that, because it's like $120 a person.
1: God
0: damn.
1: (laughs) So is that, is that. I threw up. So I have, a, I have a question though. You paid today for the rounds, for us. If you go Sunday, I pay for yours. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Do you pay? I'm
0: paying for you to sleep in Williams. Don't even try that. So I gotta pay? No.
1: I gotta pay hundred bucks? No, you don't.
0: Actually, I want you what I'm gonna say now. You pay for all my drinks. You pay for the two bottles of Led Singer. Yeah. And you pay for all my drinks the, the whole weekend, which is really not that much. No. Um, we're even. All right. And then you got the next weekend, though. That's fine. All right. But I was like,
1: oh, fuck, 120 bucks around. I yeah. was like, yeah, damn.
0: Yeah, I'll pay for that. Don't worry about that. I was like, yeah. Don't worry about that. All yeah. right. So we're playing in a great course in Sedona, and then we're gonna like, so here, here's our thing. Yeah, I need another cube. Um, here's the best part. We're gonna play in Sedona. We're gonna stop. As soon as we're done, we're hauling ass back to elephant uh, rocks. In Williams, Elephant Rocks, I think it's called. We're gonna jam back. We're gonna go play that. But we're gonna play it as a scramble so we can hurry up. Cause I think we're gonna tee off there about three, three 330 maybe.
1: So we might not have all the daylight. Well, because what Sedona to Williams is what an hour and a half and- Twenty minutes? Hour no, and hour and a half. It's a good hour and a half. Well, let's be honest. The way you drive or the way I drive. Am I drinking?
0: In Am I drinking at uh,
1: Sedona? Okay, we're drinking at Sedona. A couple beers. So we're four going or five like, beers. We're going six th- beers.
0: We're going thirty and a seventy-five. Then no, we're not. <laughs>
1: let's get the fuck out.
0: <laughs> You're like Get Jesus. The fuck out of
1: here. Get the fuck out of here!
0: Oh, did you take it all? Oh fuck! Wow, good call, bro. Well,
1: I thought we had enough. <clears throat> so let's say we're an hour and ten minutes from you Sedona enough. to you, Williams. You
0: dumped your cube. Well, that's what we normally do. No, we don't. We fill the, to the top of the cube. We've never done that in our entire lives.
1: We have. Every single weekend, when we drink,
0: Maybe. we put
1: a new cube in, it fills the top of the cube. Don't tell me I don't, because I'll bash you in the head with this fucking whiskey bottle. Maybe one time. No, get the fuck out of here.
0: You're drunk. I'm just kidding, everybody. Peace. Everyone, calm down. No,
1: you, you calm
0: the fuck uh, down. No, everybody. We're not the ones that are fired up. They are. They're like, hey, fight them. fight him, Biden, Biden. What the fuck? You're saying Biden? Biden. Twenty twenty. What?
1: what?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With the Trump 2020 flag. I can't say it out loud. With the Trump 2020 flag. Keep right. America great. You're saying Biden. You, you're, no, you're, get the fuck out of you're here. You're a goddamn terrorist. All right, get out of here. All right, so. So Sedona, back to Williams.
0: All right, here's the deal. Next weekend, we are going video. We're going Video. We're going video. We're going to have it up on
1: YouTube. Oh shit. Are we making a YouTube page? Oh yeah. I have a YouTube page. I do too. Okay. So we're making a whiskey Friday podcast page. Yes. So
0: as of now, subscribe to whiskey Friday, Apple podcasts, subscribe to whiskey Friday, Spotify, submit your reviews five stars don't even fuck around because i know this is good content we're real <clears throat> um and honestly what i want to know from you guys our listeners let us know what you want us to talk about yeah tell Give us. us feedback do you want us to talk politics more or do you want us to talk less Do you want us to talk golf more or less?
1: Do you want us to talk sports? Sports in In general. general. Do you want us to talk about life, like our everyday life, our our ups, our downs, whatever it is? But you got to let us know. So the way you do that, go to the Facebook page, The Whiskey Friday Podcast, Go to the Instagram page, The Whiskey Friday Podcast. As of next week, you can go to the YouTube page. Just let us know what you want to talk about yeah, or what to, you want us
0: to talk about. Go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe. Go to Spotify, subscribe.
1: And leave a comment.
0: Leave we a comment. Them.
1: Leave a review. We check them every day. We do. We're you right. know? We might have normal jobs. Some of us more normals than others. Talking about you, I don't know what you're talking about. You can sit in an office and check these things all day long. I, on the other hand, am in the oh, field. Oh god! I can't. You were what talking, he's talking about,
0: about his Patriot Aaron.
1: Yeah, is a lot better person. Well, I wouldn't say better. I'd just say he's got a better job than Patriot Mike. Patriot Mike's in the trenches. You know, putting the work in. Where Patriot Aaron. He's sitting in the uh, he's sitting in the office, delegating, saying, "Hey, you go do this. You go do that." So, like he said in the beginning of the podcast on Thursday, he was listening. Well, in reality, which I saw because I was in there on Thursday, he was watching the first round of the U.S. Open. Yeah, but guess what? I worked my
0: motherfucking ass off to get where I was. Did you? Oh, um, see, that's where that's where people don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've heard the stories. I know. Talk all shit you want. Hey, I know you've been there. You've told me Guess the stories. What? Guess what?
0: I've been there in the trenches with them. I've been there. And I decided a long time ago. That's not what he wanted to do. I don't, I don't want to be there anymore. Hey, and so guess what? All right, but we're, we're not going to talk about this. We are going to do a outro, and we're
1: going to get out of here. we be- got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we've been on two, almost two and a half hours. This has been a long podcast.
0: Yeah. This, this, is, a this good, is the longest one we've had. This is a good podcast, though. But we've, we've had, had a, a lot, lot of lot good, con- good
1: talk. Topics. A lot of good contact.
0: A lot of it. Um, here it is, right here. We're
1: out of here. No, is that not it? No, I mean, you want you want a big old cock as our outro? Yeah. Okay, hit it All again. Right. Hit it again. All right. And that's the Whiskey Friday podcast. And we will see you next week.